This episode of Live and Break Radio Reset is supported by our generous Twitch subscribers, including Shadow Matashi, Karth Specter, and Nuclear Theology. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio Reset, visit twitch.tv slash limitbreakradio and drop us a sub. Episode three, the brand new Gosh, and exciting episodes episode, our brand new Kingdom Hearts three podcast. That's why it's episode three for Kingdom Hearts three. That's why we're here, right, everybody? We're so hyped to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, everybody so it's like Kingdom Hearts, I can just leave, right? What? I I, I I haven't played it, so I can get to leave. No, Juxta, don't give into the darkness. <laughs> oh my god, that was a really good impression. <laughs> You're welcome. That was amazing. It made Juxta cringe, so I win. Oh, that's awesome. Juxta, Nika, Strife. Yeah! (laughs) Well, I mean, the last episode, that's what we were talking about, right? How we were all just hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3, and that, you know, that's what we're going to talk about this time. Absolutely not. Another month down. Smile. Thank you very much, Carletta, for the sub. So, Kingdom Hearts 3. Because... Does that game include any Final Fantasy characters in it? Um, it has Moogles. Oh, so it doesn't. So it has absolutely no relevance whatsoever to this podcast. Hashtag <laughs> darkness. <laughs> Hashtag darkness. Yes. Yes, Strife, that was you. I see that. Okay. Great. Good job. Um, anyway, yes. Okay. This is not a Kingdom Hearts podcast. I tried. I tried to Aww. hijack it. I failed. Um, yeah. No, we are here to talk about the European Fan Fest reveals. Um, so before I kick it on over, oh, okay. oh my gosh. Hashtag my friends are my, oh my power. Gosh. My friends Thanks. are my power. Oh, sp- you know, seriously, they had so many hashtags in that game. It was amazing. And so feel free to donate with all the stupid hashtags from Kingdom Hearts 3. I would love all of you for that. Um, but today. Is Kyrie in that game? Kyrie is in the game. <laughs> I, I do I have mean, one comment. Actually, though, for our live fans, um, they don't see the video of our faces. I know they don't. I'm getting okay. there, but but people <laughs> wow, keep interrupting. People keep interrupting with donations. Weird, weird voices in our heads. Okay, oh fine. I'll flip it over and introduce our special guests. So here, here they are. Boom. We've got She Heals I Tank here with us, and for some reason, my OBS is frozen. Is it frozen <laughs> to you guys? Neat. There it is. Can you see? Is everybody frozen? <laughs> Yes, very serious faces. <laughs> why? Oh, oh, I think I know why. <laughs> oh my god! Now? There it goes. <laughs> we all look bored as shit. And um, now we see a plant. No, well, it should be at working now. A, at least you, you have a screen cap now. now. It should so be working good. now. There it goes. Start. Don't okay, play. it's working now. You already have your screen cap made. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, just use that as our banner. Yes, She Heals I think is here to join us today. We've got Avi and Vegan Pete. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having us today. Yep, we're good. Thanks for joining us. I know I asked you not super last minute, but could have been longer, I'm sure. So thank you so much. I know Jax is rolling his eyes. Like, 
Yeah, yeah it's, you know, I mean, it's. I'm so you know, on top of getting guests for these episodes. Um, especially after asked, the like, fourth time I've asked you. And, and I just was like, out. have you asked anyone yet? Have you asked anyone yet? And then, like, Friday, I'm like, got the shitters. After the fourth time she's ghosted me, she finally <laughs> says, oh, sure, I can do that. I'm like, great, thanks. <laughs> oh, so you're on the podcast just like Pete does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's good to know we're not the only ones. And so, of course, I'm here. I'm Nika, of course, and we've got Juxtaposition and uh, Strife. I don't know what Strife is to our show at this point. He's I some... think we could take him on as a, a host turn at this point. A host turn? Like a, a hybrid yeah. role? A hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. So, like, you're a host who does stuff well you're stuff. we don't grant you the the title right of of host but you're on the council yes so yes. as long as that rank is above Skuro, i think we can all be satisfied Skuro was fired at the Amer- the na fan fest oh that's right i fired him while he was like really drunk <laughs> i think i fired him like four times actually before he really was like no you're legitimately fired i'm not kidding um <laughs> yeah i mean that's cool. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks everyone for for being here. If you would like to come hang out in our studio, remember we are in uh, the Goblet Fifth Ward Plot Thirty on the Sargatana server. Uh, I'm excited because like all five of us have a character in studio right now, so our desk is like really full and beautiful. So if you want to come hang out with us in uh, in per, it's not really in person. In do in people say like character. in character in in game in in person in avatar it doesn't make sense anyway I mean, we got we're there. we got one cheerleader that's good we do we do yeah, is there <clears throat> we do okay so our freaking outline is not at all normally <laughs> i should have looked through this a little bit better um other than the european fan fest i was gonna be like oh what's happening in the news but like our entire discussion point is under the news right now so well, because that's <laughs> that, what, that's the news that happened, right? It was all the news came from the fan festival. I mean, that's true. I'm trying to think if there was any like anything like anything new in the cash shop or anything. Do you want us to link our outline from Friday? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is bad. Okay, um, we don't need a shit outline. All right, <laughs> it's the shit. It's not shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, there right. is a Valentine's, Valentine's event. Yeah. I guess we could talk about the Valentine's oh. event. Has yeah, anyone done it yet? It's the same as last year's. It's the exact same as last year with, like, the stupid maze thing. Yeah. Hey, that was fun. I, I, mean, you know, fun. It, I mean, it is fun, but I just feel like, why is it the exact same thing as last year? Uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't think most online games change their holiday events very often. I think it's just is what it is, right? It's something because it's, it's limited. limited. 14 used to change it every single year, Mr. Yeah. Stripe. Mr. Yeah. Lightshade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But then I they mean, got tired. The Halloween one was slightly new content, different. Like Eureka. Right. Because that's really exciting. Oh, the the Halloween event was slightly different this year. Like, you still yeah. go into the same place, but the things you had to do in there were like, okay, there was like an, a solo trial inside of there too with actual kind of story. And then they had like all the little objectives like they did last year, but... See, I mean, they could change up the Valentine's one a little bit. I feel like the maze was actually longer, like, but it was the same challenge. I might be wrong, but I remembered it feeling shorter than it was this time. But then it ends with the like the matching card game. Okay, King of Raven says we haven't had a Halloween event this year. Okay, I'm sorry, I am a teacher. Years <laughs> to me go from August to June, so there has been one this year. It was in October. Talking about the fiscal year. <laughs> yeah, like the school year. That's how I do years. So like the fan fest happened this year because like I had to take days off of work this work year. So it's still 
this year. Nika logic. Yeah, it's, like it. it's teacher logic. It makes sense. Like, that's how school All years right. work. But how have you taken days off from the year from work if you don't actually do work as a teacher? That's true. That's uh, excuse you? I mean, you just are basically a glorified babysitter. So I don't I mean, see how you could consider that work. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're right. Because we've had so many like snow days and delayed days recently that it's basically been glorified babysitting. But now, hopefully, we're back on schedule. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to actually talk about the EU Fan Festival. Um, I don't know if we want to try and show the trailer on the stream or not. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I mean, there are basically just like three new scenes. I mean, it was, yeah, it was basically the same as the one from the NA Fan Fest, but we got to see um, Yuriange and Yastola in another scene, and we had Thancred specifically calling the girl Minfilia, um, which was speculated originally. Um, but. Uh, well, going, going back to the. The Yuriange Yastola thinks that was the first scene we saw, right? Mm -hmm. In the in the trailer. I thought it was interesting that Yuriange refers to Yastola as Matoya. Well yes. somebody in some I don't remember who it was, but somebody gave me a theory that Yastola's body is probably still soulless and that Matoya is using Yastola's body to enter the fight. But why would that make sense? I mean Yuriange is also was soulless, all the other characters are soulless and now they're no. back. Why would it why would just Yastola be affected, right? I mean, that would make sense if she was the only one that went into a coma yeah, and now she's the only one back. She's well, also holding a staff. Someone he, could be in Yuriange's body and we don't know. Right. Uh, uh, clearly, Yastola is going through a job change. She's now a black mage. That's, right? That, that's, they pretty, pretty much confirmed that, actually. I mean, it kind of seems that way. Um, but I don't know. I mean, is Mast Matoy is her name, right? It's not a title. Well, we actually talked about this in our podcast because we, we were debating that is is she now the Matoya, but they actually refer to her as Master Matoya. Mm -hmm. So it's not her title. Master would be the title, essentially. In that. Oh, that, right. okay. That makes sense. So it's not like he would just take over the role of being. That's what I thought. It was unless, unless because she was adopted by Matoya, maybe people actually refer to her as Yastola Matoya. Maybe Matoya was a last name, not a first name. So maybe Matoya is going to be gone. Maybe something horrible happened. But Yastola has a last name. I know. But I'm just saying, maybe she takes on her master's name after she. Maybe she dies in, in the end, next patch, and then she takes on her master's name and changes her job to black mage. You know, goes through a whole character arc or something. We don't know. Can, can you reach a little further? That makes sense. Except <laughs> no one ever dies. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just hey, like, as far as we know, Papalimo's actually dead. And bullshit. No one dies. In <laughs> wait this for seven point oh. um, comes. Back. My Bayasail is actually dead. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know who that person Porsche is. But we never saw dead. her. Or no, Yasel is sorry. I was thinking Yida's sister. Um, she was okay. People die who aren't from the original like core cast. When they bring them in and their side people and they build them up for the story, they build them up to kill them. They well, don't except for Estinian, who should have died and didn't. That was weird. I'm yeah. still a little salty about that. There's yeah, so much I, potential to make that emotional and they didn't do it. I agree. Pretty, I feel pretty confident though that Papa Limo's dead. Like there's just they, it would it would be a hell of a retcon or reach at this point to bring him back. I mean, kind of like they did with um, Nanamo. Nanamo was aggravating, yeah. <laughs> okay, but the difference is Poplimo is a potato, and nobody cares about potatoes. Nanamo so was a Nanamo was also a potato. <laughs> <laughs> is also a potato. Yeah. yeah, she's still around, and she is still a potato. So clearly, yeah. people care, and Rabon cares clearly about her. I want okay. them to kill more characters because I'm just 
a dick like that. So I want it to be more Game of Thronesy. So I'm well, just like kill all of them. I think it has a lot of potential to be like. I don't know. You can like not kill everyone, but kill enough people that it gives people the feels. And I think that that there was so much potential in this story, and they've failed it. And so now looking at Minfilia, originally we we're like, okay, is this a flashback? Because you know, Thancred's got two eyes. Minfilia is a little child, and we know he always protected Minfilia. And I originally still thought it was a flashback until I realized that her eyes are that complete glazed over blue, mm-hmm. which didn't happen until she became like goddess Minfilia. So like. Mother. Yeah. The voice of the mother. The voice of the mother. Yes. So now I'm trying to figure out though if she's going to be reincarnated as small child Menphilia, how is she still like goddess Menphilia? Well, well, they did mention in one of the interviews that like not everything is as it seems. Like they're purposely trying to lead us astray with the trailer. So it could be that we're looking at all these things, thinking there's some timey wimey shit but maybe it's don't even go there you piece of garbage might be might be (laughs) a might be a parallel uh (laughs) might be a parallel dimension where it's a different version of Menphilia. it might not even be the one that we know because again they keep saying things like throw wide the gates maybe it's a gate to one of the other worlds right one of the other ones we haven't been to yet uh maybe the thing maybe that's why the scions are going empty because their souls are actually going to those other worlds temporarily and maybe that's the storyline maybe it's not just time travel Maybe the way to rewrite history is to temporarily leave and then come back with and change something somewhere else. Like there's so many possibilities. I'm hoping it's more like dimensional than it is time. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, time can be lazy story writing. It's an easy mm-hmm. way to be like, oh, we should go back in time and change it. Ha ha. Yeah, and oh, I'm paradoxes. Like, it's fine. I'm a little yeah. I'm a little worried about it if they bring time travel in. Like I don't remember if you guys played FF11. If you guys played the Wings of the Goddess expansion, like there were some good things about it, but there was also a lot of like. I don't know. There's a lot bad about it. And I'm just worried that if they try to bring the time travel stuff into this, it's going to fall down the same little rabbit hole. And well, did they, was it Alexander that had the time travel before? Which one of the? Yeah, the Alexander. Alexander had time travel, but. That was fun, but it was very Tardisy. So, like, I liked that. Not allowed to travel. use that word anymore. But, but I like that they isolated that story arc, right? And. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, because, I it, because it wasn't part of the main story, it was very isolated. And. They made it sound like you can only time travel under the specific circumstances with this stupid item and it only has to do with this one person's love story yeah. and yeah, nothing it, it else. Kinda, it kind of felt like they were protecting themselves by trying to like put all those layers around it and isolate it from everything else. Like, I don't know. It's it it doesn't it still wasn't great, I'll be honest. Like the Alexander stuff still wasn't great. I would still prefer non time travel techniques to get characters to grow or like get to where they need to be. It still feels lazy, but I, I don't know. If they had to do it again, I would rather it be a side story like that. The only game that actually did time travel well was Chrono Trigger. So let's just leave it at that. But even like Chrono Trigger had some issues too, I feel like. like some you, you would end up spending way too much time in one time zone and not enough time in another time zone. And then it didn't feel like, you know, like some time zones are more important than others. And then it made you feel like, okay. Well, that's the problem with the game and the story, right? Not with time travel. I mean, I guess. But I just feel like a lot of times when developers try to use time travel they always end up falling into the same problems. I think time travel in general, regardless of the medium, has problems a lot of the time. Like, look at that stupid Thanks show, Outlander. So in, in, in the great wisdom of Yoshi P, we're going to go do time travel now in 14. Yay! But see, see, I hope it's not time travel. I hope okay. it's just dimension travel. But 
I don't know. I'm still a little bit confused about Thancred using both of his eyes, whereas he normally only has one visible. Uh, I think there was something where they said it was actually healed for a while. He was just kept wearing the patch. He just looks cool, I was cool, trying okay. to find like a 4.4 screenshot if he had been like repaired or anything like that. But then I forgot about it. There was a dialogue at some point where they he said it had healed and he was just doing it for the ladies' room. He made some joke about it. Oh, yeah. hmm. Interesting. Run but then, but, but then what would make him take it off? Just he's sick of it now? Um, like, his soul what? going now to another using, world? Now that he's using a gunblade, maybe he needs both eyes to shoot more accurately. <laughs> there you maybe, go. maybe. Why is it always that Thankard that's job-changing whenever we get new jobs? Because Thankard's best boy. Let's leave it alone. He's, he's the Johnny Depp of Fantasy Month, all right? I mean, I know that Thancred's like protector of Menphilia and you can't, I mean, can ninjas not be protectors that like you have to be a tank to protect someone? Like, I mean, you're not going to draw aggro as a ninja. I mean, can we Pretty just, squishy. It's, let's just say it's plot convenience at this point. I mean, probably. They have a new job. Let's show it off. Oh, but I mean, the, they used the Derp Lander to show off Samurai before. He's the one who did the job change. Yeah, but Thancred's badass and they wanted to show Warrior of Darkness. Dark Knight makes more sense. So... <sighs> I guess, but Dark Knights and Warriors of Darkness are very different. The I magic know. is different. I, and... I want the freaking Warrior of Light to show up as a freaking healer for once. <laughs> I don't know if that will ever <laughs> happen. That, but, uh, but that would that would imply that we're not defeating enemies, that we're just helping other people defeat them. And that's just... Bullshit, I can still DPS. I scholar, man. That I just heal on the imply, side. That would imply that healers are actually people. Yeah, it's true. Aww. Yeah, you didn't beat T12. You helped others beat T12. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Eh. cursing the entire time so speaking of you know new jobs so we did get the gunblade job we just can stop calling it gunblade tank it's officially called gunbreaker um uh, <laughs> i don't know where they're getting that name from exactly um it's definitely like an ff8 type of gunblade um did they actually say it's going to start at 60 or is that just something we're assuming tentative tentative they, they, they did say that though it's posted in their PowerPoint slides. Yep. Okay. That tentatively it will start at 60, but who knows? Um, yeah. Anything written in the outline actually was on a slide or something. So I wish they would give us the ability to actually start at level one if we wanted to, but I think they just do it to save time so they don't have to write the job quest stories for that. But <laughs> I like going all the way through just learning the job slowly See, rather than having I to learn 60 agree. levels of abilities at once. I agree. I feel like that's why I liked leveling everything every time from the ground up and I would never buy a jump potion just because I feel like you lose a lot when you don't play the job from the beginning. And it's not like they didn't already plan on which abilities are available because if you go into a level synced raid, it still takes away some of your abilities. So they've yeah. already planned out like which abilities you get at which level and yada yada. Yeah. But 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 on the same side, remember the 10 levels they added per expansion is is relatively equal to the amount of time it took to get to the original 50 or close to it, right? So that's the time's not consistent. It's not linear. Like how long it takes to level from one to 50 is roughly what it takes to get from 60 to 70 in some cases, right? Especially when you're starting out as a brand new player, maybe not with all the XP boosts, with the armory bonus and everything. So because of that, you don't, and you don't always have all your abilities, right? So I think the reason they start new jobs later is for two reasons. One, so that way existing players don't feel like they have to repeat the entire process because that does feel tedious. And then it might deter them from trying out a new job. And number two, so because there's so much feedback about how the combat doesn't feel great for the first 30, 40 levels until you have a certain amount of abilities. That's and why I wanted it to be an option. I didn't want them to force people to start at level one. But if you wanted the option that you could start at level one. Right. I, I mean, tech, yeah. Be, be nice. Like Astrologian and Dark Knight. Like they didn't have yeah. that be 50. Like have it yeah. be 30 or even have these start at 50. That right. way it's, it's more than 10 levels. 
Right. Yeah, it is kind of weird that every time they've added new jobs that they've bumped up the uh, level minimum. And I think the only reason for that is honestly to cater to the veteran players not and not the new players, probably. I agree. Is anyone leveling a new job before their current main? I mean, you uh... can't. You have to like, no, oh, no, you oh can. You can. I did. I did red mage. Yeah, so same here. So, I don't, okay, so my main is a tank. I main paladin. And so I'm really interested in gunbreaker, but I don't know, like, because I don't know what it's going to play like. So if I get it to 80 and then I decide I don't like it, that's kind of what I'm stuck as until I can get paladin up she, there. She'll last one raid tier and go back to paladin anyway. <laughs> that's what's always happened. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, I played Samurai for one raid tier, and then I went yeah, back one. to tank because we needed a tank. Oh, yeah, that's why. Because our other tank switched to a DPS. Yes, that's what happened. No matter what the reason, inevitably you'll be back to that Paladin. Like, it's just... I mean, you never know. What if Gunbreaker's, like, really cool? Then you won't be able to handle it. It'll be confusing and startling. You'll go back to Paladin. Yeah, you go back knight. to Paladin. Easy mode. Yeah. That way you and your white, might, white knights can have something in common, right? <laughs> no, but okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm definitely interested in trying it though. Um, but speaking of new jobs, did they did uh, Yoshi do like a t-shirt tease or nope. something nope. for the next? Sh not at all. Not at oh, all. Oh, he wore a glamour that was created by the girl who did the um, Xenos glamour. She actually made cosplay. The, the, gun cosplay. Break, the gunbreaker <laughs> outfit he wore yeah. was yes was. So he just girl. did that, but he didn't do anything to tease. Like how at the NA fan fest he teased Viera on his shirt. And, and someone commented about that in an interview. He goes, why is the expectation I always have to wear like a t-shirt and tease stuff? Because oh. it's fun. Yeah, I mean, fun. honestly, I kind of am glad that he didn't because we all kind of, it was very predictable. But I feel like right. if he was going to tease something, right. they should have teased it in another yeah. way. Right. But that being said, they asked no, him. I already know that it's going to be Dancer for the third job. I mean, so far, everything that the leaker Blue Fever has posted has been accurate. So you're talking third job. Are you counting Blue Mage then? Did I say no. three? No, I think we're only getting I mean, two, right? We're only getting two, yeah. probably. They it's, just said multiple jobs. They actually never confirmed, but they probably would have announced, if we were going to get three, they probably would have announced another one already. I mean, um, I'm kind of lumping Blue Mage in with Breaker. I do. If you lump Blue Mage in, then yeah, we're probably getting three. Dancer. Because we got Blue Mage. I mean, now they're all kind of like coming in at the same rough time frame. A pretty six-month gap between Blue Mage and Gunbreaker. I don't know. That's... I mean, there was a bigger gap between Ninja and the rest, right? It's a bigger gap yeah. between expansion, yeah. bro. Whoa. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Bro. Yeah. I mean, in, in one of the in one of the interviews, you know, they asked him, you know, why Gunbreaker was a tank instead of a DPS. And he pretty much came down to what a lot of people were theorizing that it's all about role balance. Yeah. Right. So what a fucking asshole. He basically was like, Well, you already have three melee. Or, or four melee actually now, right? Something like that. And he's like, This yeah, is literally the argument that everybody had. So, when they said that Stormblood was going to have two DPS jobs, they yeah. break the balance. There's going to be too many and DPS. And he gave oh, no shits though back oh, then. Oh, and now suddenly you're worried about balance. Well, and oh, because it was relatively even, he shifted it. Now he's got to even no, it but out. Do again. you remember his reasoning? It was like, okay, you guys realize that adding two DPS is going to fuck up the queues, right? And he's like, well, from our experience, when we add new tanks or healers, people just level them and then they go right back to their old tank or healer. That was their excuse. And I'm like, and what? that's true. Like, that's not and, wrong. I mean, but the thing is, is, that doesn't affect queue times. The fact that everyone's leveling them means the queues will be lower. Like, that's important. But to them, they're like, no, just because people switch back to their other tank. He's, I don't agree with that, reason, though. I actually know a lot of people who main Astrologian or Dark Knight. Yeah. His, his reason wasn't that 
wasn't to do with the leveling process or the cues. It was just to do with the general roles available as choices in the game. Right. And like you have four melee to choose from. If they add Gunbreaker as a fifth melee, then, well, if you want to play a tank or a healer or something else, you only have limited options, right? You only have three. So he just wanted to even out the amount of choices available to players. And I think that was his his uh, his reasoning there. And, but if that's logic holds true, that means the next job announced is going to be a healer. Has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I think they can go, what, four fucking years without introducing another healer? And the reason I actually wanted to be Dancer is because, like, for the addition of Red Mage, I like that it threw in some melee for a mage. Right. I don't like to melee, but I, I like having that kind of shift. I want okay. something that kind of does that to healer. It would make a lot of sense, honestly. But, like, I, like I, it's just weird to me that everybody is gunning so hard for for Dancer. Like, in previous Final Fantasies, other than maybe Eleven, who gave any shits about Dancer in any Final Fantasy? It's, it's because a large portion of your Final Fantasy fans in fourteen are actually Final Fantasy Eleven fans, not gener, gener, general I mean, Final Fantasy fans. I guess, fans, but it wasn't, Dancer wasn't even that great in Eleven. It was pretty. It's nostalgia. That's it. <laughs> Glamour is the true yeah. end game. It's, it's, it's actually just that a lot of 14 players are just horny weeaboos and they just want to see that sweet ass. Juxy, you don't have to talk about yourself like that, man. Come on, you're better than that. <laughs> I am not a weeaboo. That's you really? guys. Do you still weeaboo. have the anime posters up? They're not. No, they're not. You're, you want to see my posters? Watch you, I want you to rotate that camera. Oh, yeah, okay. see? Yeah, I was There's like, Secret of Mana, which is very not weeb. Uh-huh. There's Pac Man. Not weeb. Japanese Thank you very much. Weeb. And oh, here we go over here. Well, it's uh, oh, I'm just caught. <laughs> here we go. All right, for those of you listening, me, not weeb. Okay, and, but it's you drawn an anime style. Yeah, form it's you weeb edition from your from your character. You're just jealous because you don't have a sweet. Oh, I I know what I am. I know what posters <laughs> are behind me, and I I accept it. Ugh, gross. Oh, I mean, you can't even see gross. me. Right, all you see is my like completely. My shelf stacked with you're, you're video just in games. A corner. We just assume where that's where Stern keeps you. I'm actually not in a corner. The camera, the corner is behind me. There's a big space behind me. All right, this is not what this episode is about, guys. But all right, <laughs> nobody puts Nika in a corner. No, my man. Thank you. Oh man. Uh, um, okay, but uh, show of hands, who is going to main dancer uh, when it comes out? Uh, that's me. Wait, you're gonna switch from red mage to dancer? Okay, well. As of right now, I am so 100% not Red Mage at all that I hate it so bad. I am more White Mage than Red Mage. Oh, really? Because Red Mage is so stupidly brain-dead easy. I hate uh, that's, it. But I like having that because I'm a scholar, and I like having a DPS. I don't feel like I need to dedicate so much attention to, like, Black Mage, because I get, like, anal retentive perfectionist about it. And Red Mage is nice to have as that alternative, because I... Right. But, but Red Mage is, like, always, like, the super complex class. And, like... You're basing it off, yeah. I mean, you're basing yeah. it off a different game with different design paradigms, though. We don't even have elemental type weaknesses or enfeebling the way that okay, from, did. E- from every Final Fantasy, Red Mage has always been like super complex and like has like touches of like all the different uh, like magics and stuff. And if you want to like be the best Red Mage you can be, you have to have so much mechanical knowledge of the game. And now here, it's just like maybe for make, some make, of them, make your bars go up. I mean, I, I do like that Red Mage does have the ability to kind of cheese movement because every other global is instant. So that does make weaving kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh. say it was difficult. It doesn't make it difficult. No, but no, it that's fine. I like, I, I like that part about it, but they just right. need to make the rotation something like harder. The problem I mean, is they're yeah. actually talking about simplifying the rotation. So how are you really going to feel? Oh, hold on. There's, there's a difference between simplifying things because there's too many options on the screen versus reducing difficulty. And it's, it's, a, it's a fine line. 
Like, it doesn't make sense to have 20, 30 abilities on your bars. It might make sense to have 10 to 12 as long as some of that's utility. It, it depends. Where do you want the complexity to be? Do you want it to be in the utility and the, and the, the defensiveness and the, the buffs that a class could bring? Or do you want in it the rotation. to in the rotation? Right. Or do you want it to be in the rotation? I think there's just I want it in the rotation. Right, but not everyone might think that. I agree with you personally, but it's... I want Red Mage to have like a fucking dot and have like different yeah. moves that use up different amounts of red or white mana. Or but but or, well, that would be cool. But, but would it be more yeah. interesting? But would it be more interesting if other classes were very heavy dot based and Red Mage had I don't know uh, things that could reduce its cooldown or like make a combo more? Like you, you want to make you want to differentiate between each job as well. You don't want to give every job a bunch of stuff that makes it complex, but it's all just similar things to someone else has either. So you got to be careful. I mean, sure, but I just want there to be something like more meat to Red Mage. That's that's all, that's all there needs to be. It's like Dance Dance Revolution for Final Fantasy fourteen. You don't want to nice, yeah. hit the glowy buttons. I thought that was Suzaku. Hey. I want them to make it really easy by randomly move my abilities on my hotbar so I have to find them. <laughs> that's the difficulty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I if think, I would I think I would quit. I think yeah. that would get me to quit. I mean, could you actually hook up a DDR pad and play Red Mage with that? Actually, there Probably. There, have, there are people who have hooked up DDR pads to play MMOs before. I've seen videos. It's terrible. Oh my god, I would love to see that stream. I, I, wa I watched someone level like on a live stream in, I think it was WoW, and they went from 1 to like 100 on a DDR mat, and it was horrifying. Horrifying. I feel watch. like I watched someone fight someone in Dark Souls with a DDR. Yeah. Like one of the, yeah, like, really, I saw that too. Like a really intense boss control. fight or something with a with a DDR pad. <laughs> I, I love. There's this. a lot less buttons in that. Well, though. so I mean, the, now it. when Dancer comes out, if we can't play Dancer with a DDR pad, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's there's actually a good example with with Red Mage to some of the the ability pruning that Yoshida was kind of hinting at for the battle system maintenance. You know how like you have jolt and then impact, right? And it's a proc where you just you just replace it, right? It's just completely replacing the ability. There's no other interaction. Mm -hmm. Things like that where oh, you just never hit this ability if this other version exists really don't have to be more than one button. That doesn't make it more challenging. That doesn't make it interesting in any way. There's no reason the button can't just, just light up into because the other it's one. exactly. Yeah. There's and so, so like, I think PvP. Kind of, but like PvP takes it a little too far with some of the buttons, but yeah. it's, I think there's a, a middle ground between what they are doing in the PvP system versus what they have for the rest of the game, where for the abilities that just proc, they could absolutely condense those, and that's fine because it doesn't change the complexity. It just kind of eliminates a button that didn't need to be there because you're, you're not that, changing That's your exactly it, is that that button didn't need to be there because right, it exactly. literally doesn't do anything. Right. So that kind of cleanup, I'm hoping, is what they're talking about. That kind of cleanup. Yeah, that's we need. fine because right. that's literally like there's no point to it. They need to like actually have buttons that do different stuff. And Red Mage like really exactly. doesn't have that. Do, do so they, they simplify everything though? Do you want the content like our everyday expert roulette dungeons and stuff? Do you hope they get more difficult because oh, they're base rolls oh. already and then you're simplifying that, you'll be bored out of your mind. I just, I, it's not that I want things simplified. I just, to Juxta's point, if something doesn't need to be there, if it's superfluous, it should be condensed and made cleaner. It's more like you're cleaning it up, not so much that you're simplifying it. That's the difference, right? And no, I, I want more difficulty everywhere. Personally, my stance has always been this game is too easy all around. Just 
I don't think they're going to, excuse me, I don't think they're going to make stuff like that more easy, easy expert roulettes, but I wish they would add like more achievements that are fun to try to get for people who want maybe something a little harder, either beat it in a certain amount of time. Oh, that'd be nice. Mythic Plus. Yes. Just add something for, yeah, something for people to want to have fun with. Yeah, I wish like I mean they add the hard modes of dungeons, but they're not actually hard modes of dungeons. They're just the next dungeon. Yeah, that, just, yeah, that was they just happen to use the same. Yeah, it was a poor name because they just basically use the same assets in order whenever to make you, a new dungeon. Whenever you go back to the same place, it's automatically harder. <laughs> I mean, it's harder right. because it's ten levels higher. I mean, I guess right or it needs a slightly higher item level. Copper Bell Mines different mode. Yeah, yes. basically. <laughs> yeah, hard mode extreme savage. It's like they're just gonna keep adding adjectives. Uh, I've, God, I, I had something to say and I totally lost it. That's great. I like oh. definitely. Anyway, so while we're talking about dungeons, uh, oh, this not, uh, <laughs> this outline. I really wish I would have gone through this a little bit better. Um, oh no, I know what I was going to ask. We we're talking about um, the the system changes and cleaning it up. Did they say anything more at the EU Fan Fest about how they were planning to combine TP and MP at all? No, or was that they, still they, totally in fact, like... they actually said they were originally going to talk more about the battle system and the new raid, and those were the two things that they decided to delay till Tokyo, Tokyo and or May. Or, or May. Or the May. Battle system, the battle system, they're probably not going to talk about till a live letter right before the expansion launches, which is really scary because it basically means that, again, so this game doesn't have a test server, so there is zero opportunity for player feedback before we launch an expansion. It's really nerve-wracking. It makes no sense. I've literally never played an MMO that didn't have any kind of test server for an expansion. For patches not having one, I kind of understand. But for an expansion, it's like, there's just zero worry about player feedback. And I don't even, do they have an alpha? Does anyone know? Is there a private alpha in Japan where like, Japanese players can get into? I don't think so. I don't know, right? Not that I've heard. That's so fucking weird. Like it, it just doesn't make I sense. I agree. And then, like every time they introduce a raid or something, they're like, "Well, we didn't expect the players to do this." Well, if you would have had a test server, you right? would have fucking known. And it's like it's like I understand having problems with congestion, like the Robon Extreme thing that happened in the beginning of Stormblood. That totally makes sense. You can't really avoid that, even with a test server. But having problems with like basic battle mechanics, balance issues, or just oh, this playstyle feels like shit. Like mm. think about how many hotfixes happen between the launch of a game and the point one patch. There doesn't need to be half that many if we just had some feedback. Also, right. some things go unfixed and feel unsatisfying for half the expansion. Remember Bard and Heavensward? Nope, intentionally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most people were just pissed off for anywhere from six months to two years, depending if they were satisfied with the tweaks versus they wanted it all the way back like they did in Stormblood. I, I started this game with Bard, and that made I'm me so sorry. I, yeah, I, like, I, I was mad, and but but... In regard to that, I loved Heaven's Ward Summoner, so it yeah. got me really into that. But, but you don't summon a giant Bahamut. I like. I hate it now. I don't like the. <laughs> it flows. I don't care. Now that you actually have a summon, now it's garbage. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate the way it plays now. It doesn't. It doesn't feel natural for me. Yes. How dare they give a summoner a summon? It's garbage. That's not about what about the changes that they made to it that I didn't like. I didn't I like the way they made everything else. Gotcha. That I was excited for. <laughs> It's like you bitches. Ugh, I'm trying to bring up like pictures of the new areas, and I've just got a bunch of pictures that aren't labeled, and so I can't tell which areas they are. This is very difficult. Oh, there's, there's, uh, if it's uh, woods, it's the, the, um, the Great Wood or whatever, Ratika, Ratika Great Wood. And if it's uh, the other one, like an open plain, it's the fairy land of Ilmeg. Throw them up. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you throw them up, I'll just Does tell Does anyone you have a link like directly to just everything listed? It'd be so much easier than what uh, I'm doing right most now. Most of the problem is I couldn't find the PowerPoints that they did for the presentation. Uh, okay, so I'll just put up what I have. It's a, yeah. a random website with people that linked screenshots and uh, we'll see what it is. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to do that because they did, you know, they talked about new areas and they're really pretty. So I wanted to show them. Um, let's see. The, great, the Rotika Great Wood or whatever, so I believe like, that is where the Viera are from, just so you know. There's like this pretty, that's what is where this the stupid people ad are from. on the screen? Why is, why is this ad on my screen? <laughs> Go away, go back. <laughs> that is Ilmeg. That's a screenshot. Okay. Well, it's this really pretty. I just can't get rid of this stupid Google oh, that's ad. That's what everyone No, stop. Why this ad, though? But why this ad? Not interested. We'll why this ad? Just, we'll try why not to show this ad again. Ad closed by Google. <laughs> now it's going to sit in the box and just block my window. That's fantastic. You're hindering hey. my podcast, Google. All right, ad. let's let's you. just move forward. Let's just move forward. <laughs> so this is this is half a screenshot from from Ilmeg. <laughs> Uh, this is this is the land of the fairies. Uh, for those of you listening, we're just talking about the screenshots. You can go to Twitch TV, FF14, Final Fantasy 14, and you can go watch their presentations from EU Fan Fest. To yes. See more of this. Is this the but, same? Is this the same zone? No. Scroll down. Uh, that one picture is uh, showing the trust system with Thancred, Yastola, and Yurianje, and then after that, this is Elmeg. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Elmeg. So this so, one, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is, again, all they said about it was it's the land of the fairies. It's a big open plain. The fairies are trickster assholes. And their queen is a primal named Titania. Oh. And she's pretty they on tits. Did well, they have a picture of her? On, yes, they did. It's the, They have, do have a picture of the new primal. It's pretty cool. Is it this thing? Is it a giant fairy? I mean, she yes. So I'm guessing it's it on it. <laughs> is it a giant fairy with... Kind of small tits. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> you guys notice her tits, and I notice the color of her skirt. I didn't notice it. I'm just saying, yes, she has them. Okay, you can't even tell. She's wearing like a big armored butterfly chest piece. You can't see how big her boobs are at all. Um, but you know they're big. I'm assuming they're petite. She is a fairy. Let's. I mean, I know it's a stereotype. Why are we talking but, about this? No. So. It's because it's My another boss. Genre. Busty petite fairies. You heard it here. FF14 gets them first. I'm gonna like remove that. <laughs> every isn't that every Mikote? All the words of uh, our our late father Nero, Everything in this game has to be fuckable. Uh, why? I mean, I'm not gonna comment. On, I'm not gonna comment on that. Well, I mean, am I wrong? Here she is. She's you're not wrong. But I refuse. Just to wish I wasn't right. Yes. I mean, I think that's why we decided that freaking Suzaku had to be a chick that was lusting after tens in the entire fight. To be fair, that I still say that's hilarious, and I, I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> that was still that was still the um, funniest actually, thing that they've done in Stormblood. Speaking Storm of, Blood. I can't tell if her hair actually stands straight up or if she's just floating. So I, like, I, I believe in the screenshot it, she was uh, hovering. Back, so. It like kind of floats. Oh, uh, floats yeah. backwards behind yeah. her. Okay, I really like her color scheme. I'm like a big like turquoisey blue type of person, so this I is agree. actually really pretty. And I can't wait to see the weapons. I, I fully I expect someone to cosplay this at the Japanese fan fest. I love that they're taking. Um, yes. They're taking ideas from like lore that's like other lore, like generic fantasy lore. Like I think Titania is the queen of the fairies is some if in some fable. I know mm -hmm. they've used it in other TV shows before, so I think it's really cool that they're kind of doing their own twists on those premises now, since they are kind of running out of the Final Fantasy specific primals. Great. Yes. No, I mean it's kind of nice, right? At least it I does. Like it. I mean they oh, could have been a lot lazy. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, these are the normal fairies that. Yeah, has I feel like they're now. pixies. Stop calling them fairies. I mean, yeah, whatever. They pixies. are pixies. Hey, they... I'm scholar. I got fairies. They look. I really like these new sylphs. As I said, they're very similar to sylphs. So I'm, I'm very curious about oh, why wait. they're going to towards fairies when we've already but got that's sylphs. Sylphs are shaped like uh, bowling pins. So, so, obviously, right? They're trickster pixies, and apparently, the only thing Yoshida said on them is that they're assholes, and we have to be careful because they're going to trick us. I mean, and they're the new beastman tribe. Okay. 
I guess. I don't think there's any other info on them, actually. Mm. And I like, rather than calling them assholes, I like to call them chaotic neutrals. <laughs> we don't know if they're neutral yet. Yeah, we don't actually know that. Is this, pooper. Is this like a wallpaper? Hey, the, oh, I thought the ad went Well, as far there. as like pixies and general lore kind of goes, they are just chaotic tricksters. They're not about good and evil. They're right. about what is fun for them and creates chaos. They're anarchists. So they're yeah. movies. Nah, Moogles are just so, su Supposedly, he said that he's hoping they are less frustrating than Moogles. That's what he all he said. We hope well, they are less about, frustrating. That's all about how many quests you put how in many, a zone. Yeah, that you have to how complete. many quests. Right. I don't think that has anything to do with their personality either. It's probably just the, the quest design. Hmm. I'm a little, I don't know. Should be interesting, I guess. So, um, new dungeons... They didn't say what they are. They just said they we're just getting said new we're getting new dungeons. They didn't. None of these do. screenshots are from the new nope. dungeon. Nope. Oh. Nope. Welcome to EU Fan Fest. Don't okay. worry. We're, we're, we're actually level. getting a new dungeon. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Wow. Right? Who would have thought an expansion? Level 71, 73, 75, 77, 79. They said nine new dungeons at launch. Apparently, and, and you will have yeah. anywhere from two to three dungeons in your expert roulette. Great. So we're not getting any anything changed up at all. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and you will run them once and then never again. Well, I level Unless everything, so I run them a lot. Yeah. I don't well, like about, to. like, the, the previous expert roulette dungeons I get, that just get, oh, in that's they'll get true. folded in. I think that the only thing scary. that I, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see if they keep level 70 roulette separate or just screwed into the 50, 60 and well, make like, it 50, yeah, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 70. They got to rename roulette. it. They got to be like legacy roulette, something. Jesus. Hard mode roulette. Oh, God. Hard mode roulette. Um, when they said new trials and raids, are we just assuming, okay, we got literally they, the only thing they said was we were going to show you the new eight man raid, but due to unforeseen issues, we're not ready to show you yet. We'll show you more at Tokyo. Sorry. Did they give us Omega at one of the fan fests? Yes, yes they did. The yep. first one. I couldn't remember. Uh, was it? Um, no, I believe it was the second. Was it? Are you sure? I feel like it was the second. Okay. <laughs> or if, they, if it was the first one, they literally said the word. Like yeah, the, I think Omega. Omega. And, and then they, they just walked out away from it. Like, whatever. They definitely didn't give us any clues about what kind of fights they were going to be. Like, we had no idea it was going to be. No. I had yeah. no idea that it was, the first one was all FF5 until I started playing it. And then I was like, oh my God, they're all FF5 bosses. And I like freaked out because I love FF5 so much. And <laughs> so that, like, they definitely didn't even hint at that before it dropped. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because so, I remember being blown away by that. Yeah, per I'm pretty sure the only thing they said before they dropped was the word Omega, and it was relatively close to the expansion dropping, so it had to be the second or third fan fest. Okay, probably, yeah, that makes sense. But um, How much information did they give about the end game for crafters? They <laughs> just said that the Holy Sea of Ishgard is going to be the primary form of end game. Right, which they already told us that at and and they, they, end they, they were just duplicating it. There is a story, yeah. They there, did announce there was a story. They involved. added their story to it. That's basically the I hope it's going to be more than just a bigger version of the Dome and Enclave. I hope it's actually going to be something hard well, for Well, it's crafters. probably going to be a bigger Perhaps. version of red and yellow scripts is what I'm thinking. I hope it's not script-based. <laughs> I hope they go yeah. back to making hard shit. Yeah, dude. It's a rep grind where you turn things uh, in to build your rep, and then you get a story. And then... I like I'm trying to think of what else they could do. Like they'd have to come up with an entirely new mechanic or an entirely you to play new mahjong. There you it go. Would, <laughs> it would be really cool if they made it like a server thing where like all the crafters on a server had to donate items and then like 
Well, I'm hoping that that's what it is. Get the housing before the before another because server or something like that. That's what I thought the Dome and Enclave was going to be originally. I didn't think it was going to be a by yourself thing. I uh, thought it was going to be yeah. like a server wide yeah. thing, which they've done a server wide thing once before during one of the Little Ladies Day events way back when. And whoever, like, you had to go out and, like, dig in Thanalan and bring stuff back. And the servers that brought more stuff back could buy stuff from the shop quicker than other servers. Oh, actually, with that event, you just had to wait for, like, seven or eight days. And then you could just buy everything afterwards. Well, eventually, yes. But the thing is, is that, like, you yeah. still could. Like, servers had stuff before other servers. Right. So this, this, this concept... This concept is nothing new, right? MMOs do this all the time. It would be amazing if Square Enix could, could make this a community based effort and not a solo effort that i think we're all in agreement there right? we need less instance-based stuff yes. and then it would be cool if like the housing area just opened up when like your server achieved it and it wasn't like everyone trying to log in at 2 a.m in the morning right. and like, trying to get a spot it's like <laughs> right. you guys did this shit now all you crafters that open. were around yeah. this how, how, however i know that the devs could be worried about side effects because imagine it's like oh well it's not that this would ever happen but oh look sergeant tannis opened it first and all of a sudden like mass mass transfers from other servers come in and it's like oh god and then the servers become unstable yoshida starts crying and then it's just it's a whole thing uh, that would be i mean they I could, could... depending off on server if, transfers if it was a big deal like if it was a big enough deal like oh this stuff actually matters to most people that could happen but if the rewards aren't that big a deal see now what they should do is make it so that if you transfer to a server you can't buy a house for like a week or something yes i actually agree like, with that that because that way, other people just, especially once World Visit comes out, like people are going to just jump to whichever one has the least price, I feel like, and just hop there instead of staying on their own server. I don't know. They feel like they don't want people doing that, but. I was actually hoping that when they introduced the server visit feature that you would actually be able to buy a server or buy a house on a less populated server and kind of solve the housing crisis that way. I'm kind of surprised they didn't let you do that. Yeah. I don't know, because they're letting you, what, buy stuff on the markets and other places but yeah. not sell them mm -hmm. or something, which also seems kind of weird because you could buy low on another server, bring it back to yours and sell high, which also seems kind of strange. They're like, play yeah, the some... market, but don't buy a house. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like they need to hire someone who like actually understands economics before they fuck this up. Yeah, I, I think they're probably think going about to, it. Try to I mean, they're trying to no shift to like one market service, like one one market board across all servers. I think that's but, kind of if it was like that, that they'd let you sell, yeah, but they're not. Exactly. Yeah, well, they're they, not yet because they don't have a beta to test it. So this is they do part of it to test it. If that works, then they take oh. it. I mean, maybe they might add in a future patch. Like, oh, you know, it's the next 0.5 patch. We are now letting you sell on other servers. Dun, da, da. Okay, yeah. guys. Hey, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Yoshi P knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't need a test server. He doesn't need to think things through. He's going to do it. And it's going to be perfectly defined the first time. And we're all going to be happy playing as dancers, dancing in the wind. Hey guys, look, it's a Chocobo XP to be increased like that. So on purpose. Juxta, you know I love it when you talk about every, like every player back from 5-0 or 2-0 rather. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a flashback. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so when we talk about trusts here, are we talking like uh, FF11 <laughs> to style trusts here? He said they'll be a little bit different. Um, they're, I think they're only for group content, like instance content. Uh, so you can get through it for the storyline mainly. But like, how is this any different from squadrons? Uh, that I, I don't. That I don't understand. I don't think it is. You don't have to level them. Yeah, pretty much. You don't have to level these. That's really it. And I think he, he, I got. I can't remember. Maybe they're only for the new stuff in Shadowbringers. I don't. I don't know if it's for the whole 
lovely but experience. like i'm just curious why they're bringing trusts in i just feel like that was the thing they brought into 11 when there weren't enough players to form a party <laughs> so they were like have a trust so that you can form a full party as i mean for the eight man main scenario dungeons like it'd be nice and and as yeah. silly as it is as silly as it is there are a lot of people who are antisocial still want to play an mmo do you think that the most recent dungeon was actually kind of a test of how the trust, whether or not it would work, how we have those NPCs coming in and no. killing and fighting with I, us? I don't know if it was a test for the full thing, but it was definitely making sure that they could have NPCs interact in a battle without negative consequences. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they like had... kind of just like a little toe in the water kind of there thing. There was one, Probably. the one of the early on... Uh... Stormblood dungeons where you're on the ship and they, they fight with you on the ship and then they say, all right, bye, you can do the rest. Well, but notice how that was contained to an isolated area. Yeah. But rather the Gimlet Dark, they actually follow you. Yeah, they have people follow fire. you and that they, you yeah. know, like freaking one of them uses a limit break at the end and, you know, actually kills the monster you're fighting. It's actually so. random and, too. And they get yeah. like a mark on their head where it's, you know, going to AOE kind of hit and everybody's yeah, and, they, and they separate and they, yeah. They always run over where I'm standing. I got to stop standing to the well, right. That's if I you like... notice, they always go to the same place. I know and I always forget. <laughs> I think the role-playing like, instances it. have been a test for this as well. Like, what do you mean? You're like playing someone else and you have another oh, person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. Like, because when they let us play, like, you know, they let us play as Alphano or they let us play as Yastola, like, you only get, like, two abilities and mm -hmm. you're just doing it. Like, I'm trying to figure out I, if I this is a test just... for a bigger system or, like... I, I think it's just a storytelling device to make it more interesting. Like, how do you tell a story when you're not there, right? I like it's, it. it yeah, yeah, I, I like Go it too. I was just wondering if there was some reason behind it or if it's just, for, you know, they actually tried something different for once. Maybe, but I think the thing that they're trying isn't so much a mechanical thing for gameplay, but I think they just need an excuse to be able to, within the confines of the game, tell someone else's story. And this is the only way you can really do that if you're not around as the Warrior of Light, right? That's true. Something I also no, noticed about this trust... They could just have a cutscene. Yeah, they go. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, yeah, like they always do. Well, I, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, are they really telling that much of a story through you pressing one, 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 two? I, I, for one, some two, players, one. for some players, that does make them feel more involved and more immersed. So I don't know. So I'm looking at this trust picture, and I realize that it still has Yashtola as like Matoya, like she's yeah, got the they, black and outfit that, and she's got they the black. Confirmed. Sack. That's her new outfit, yeah. and and uh, Yoshida said like three or four times, black mage. Black mage. She, Black so mage? she's going dark with us. Pretty much. Which is why Yuri Anjay goes Astro. Is this Yuri Anjay in the back? Yeah, yeah. that's him. He was in the cutscene too. It's the yeah. same outfit. See, I don't like, think I don't think they're all thirsty. What, yeah, I mean, when I first watched that cutscene, I don't think I realized that was Yuri Anjay at first. Oh, come on, it was the same voice. I mean, obviously now that I they think about it, but I watched it twice and I was like brushing my teeth while I was washing it, so I didn't pay that close of attention. Oh, cause, yeah. Well, I just thought you'd be drinking a glass of water because of how thirsty you were. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I like Amaric way more, first. but yeah, I don't know. Yuri Anji looked really good when he was like playing both sides and he was in that other outfit and he was like darker and stuff. People really liked that. So like, mm -hmm. I don't know. And he's been wearing that same outfit since the beginning of the game. He's never got maybe a new he's just, one. So. Maybe he's just hot. You know, he's like, ah, fuck this hood, man. Just finally, like, I'm just getting rid that's of That's what he's had on one, under the hood the level whole time. level one outfit. He's just getting tired <laughs> of getting chased by the ladies. <laughs> Actually, he would look good in a crop top with the skirt and stuff. I'd, I'd be okay with that. He might. He might. Just showing off those abs. I could see it. Now, do we only get up. the Scions or can we get like Amrit? It's only, the only three that were confirmed so far are Thancred, uh, Yishtola, and Yurianje. And I think the reasoning was because they're involved in the story and that's why they'll show you can use them in the Shadowbringers dungeons. Oh, okay. 
I guess that makes sense. Also, to be fair, the theory about them being in another world because their souls were transported makes a lot of sense because this is why the squadrons can't come with you. Because maybe you're not in Eorzea. Oh my god, if we're going to have this trust system only exist in this other world, that's going to be stupid. (laughs) They might do it knowing them, though. Like... You don't know. This is Final Fantasy. This this isn't World of Warcraft where they just throw away stuff at expansion and then forget about it. Dude, they specifically have done See, that. Lysus has pointed out that he Yoshi repeatedly said she looks like a black mage, not that she is a black mage. So it it's could be someone... that she's also become like a warrior of dark or something, or I don't know. Okay, oh. look, we already have uh, Yorianje, and he's an and he's a healer, astrologer, so we can't have another healer. That's just bad. DPS. I mean, that's true. They probably sw- and now, okay, yeah, you've got a whole party there because Thancred's the tank, and that the warrior of yes. light there was a, a, a pugilist or a monk or whatever. The player gets to be the scrub that's undergeared and it, it's just it dies all the time on the floor. So they're saying you have so to DPS then. Because if you've already got a healer or a tank, I mean, I'm assuming that you could also like. I feel like at the they, NA fan fest other. when they were like, there could, there will eventually be others. I feel like there was like a couple people on that on that PowerPoint slide, like um, yeah. like Yagiri and Al- like Alfino. Um, yeah, Alfino. So that means he doesn't Yuri die. And but they, they were just die. they were just on that thing, but they weren't actually confirmed. They're like, it, maybe there will be more. Just, Here's a bunch of random characters. They just, on the they just showed the scions yeah. like okay. as a group. I do yeah, feel like, but... though, if they're going to show his face, that's a he's got that thick, thick plot armor. Well, now that Minfilia gonna die. is young, they're going to do a Minfilia and Alphano love. No. love. No, it'll, be, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be like just... Uh, Alphano's still much older than Minfilia. Yeah. Minfilia is like... They're not going to... They're not going to... like nine in that picture. She's like 14. I'm pretty what? sure they're not going to use 14-year-olds are not that small. I don't think they're going to use Minfilia as a romantic interest. The internet will. The internet will absolutely loot all over her. But I'm pretty sure, like, the storytelling-wise, they're going to do, like, a parent-child relationship with Thancred and and her instead of, like, a romantic thing. Well, yeah, especially... still have her little butt window, all right? No, she's, like, nine. Like I said, internet. Hey, man. No, stop it. Especially, like, I don't know. Thancred already had, like, a parent-child relationship to her. Like, even though the internet was like, oh, he loves her. But, like, he definitely had a protective kind of love for her. Um, and now it's just going to be like amplified with her being a small child again. But again, the fact that she still has like the glazed over blue eyes makes me think that she's still like got Heidelin in her in some way, shape or form. She's not just like a reborn Minfilia. Like Probably. she's clearly like from the trailers we saw and like the fact that she's like a little girl on the horse, like in yeah. the art that she clearly has. She is or has something that the bad people want or need I'm- to get. And she's being like chased after and we need to protect her. Right. So, but if we're a warrior of darkness and she's light, does that mean we have to kill her? Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe only together. Well, but we don't Thancred want to. Dis- it's a not that we don't want to destroy too. the light completely, right? It's that it needs to be in balance. Yeah. So you have to have both. So we got to kill Minfilio. No. No, that would that <laughs> would be the wrong balance. Yes. Where have you been? For Let's protecting her, her and then maybe the Asians are about killing her because killing her child form would. The light. They yeah. They just want chaos. I don't think they care yeah. if it's light or dark chaos. They're just like yeah, yeah chaos. Yeah. Either way, yeah. just swing the pendulum really hard to one side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So bunny girls. That's a fun screen. <laughs> oh no no. Uh. V- what is it? Bang Bangira or Bang Banga? Vanga. They tried to. Oh, did they try? Did they try to tease that? They tried to tease a joke where they was like Banga Vieira hybrid. It was they, terrifying. But the thing is, is that they that teased. Was, that, they did that two fanfests ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted. It, it was a callback <laughs> to like the freaking very first, or like two fanfests ago, where they're like, "Oh, look, here's a concept art for that," and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And they're like, "Just kidding." 
Um, so th- they really tried to like tease that again. That's an old joke. It's stupid. Yeah. But up on the screen, I've got this really pretty picture of some Vieira. Um, they've only showed the female versions. It's weird. Now, do we yep. know for sure there's going to be male versions? The only response Yoshida has had uh, when asked about male Vieira was there is another fan fest, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Wait and see, essentially. I think there will be. I mean, there. I feel like there should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unless they are going to introduce another race that's male only. I feel like it's well, kind of. So they, they wouldn't go back to that. That's I weird. was actually reading up on some of the lore of the Viera, and everyone talks about how the Viera is a female only race. And what I was reading Vienna actually Viera. is that they're not. It's just that they stay separated. Yep. So there are male Vieras. So there is no logic in making it a female only race because the males do exist. They just don't live with the females. And they're gonna look just like Big Chungus. But I mean, even still, but yeah. like in FF11, you know, they only had female Mikote or Mithra as an option, yep. but they had um, but in, in male, they male. Got, they got away from that. Yeah, they got away. From yeah, that. they did. Like male Mithra were there, but they were just they were protected because not many of them were born and they weren't adventurous. Same thing with the Viera. I feel like in the Evilies storylines previously that we know that male ones exist, but they're not the ones that adventure. They just kind of like stay at home. I, want th- I either want them to be like super buff and like look fabulous in high heels or super short and Lala like. <laughs> well, I wonder if they're going to have like two different well, they, clans. They showed, they showed them as, oh, they, they did mention uh, in the dialogue in the Evilist Raid, there's a dark and light skinned clan of the era. Okay, mm-hmm. now are they going to look any different or just be like um, one's shorter than the other one or they, they're just. They, you have to go find the text from the, the raid. It had uh, for the storyline in the raid. They had uh, some dialogue there. That, that goes back to lore as well. Yeah. So okay. you can get into that. And then. And they uh, actually, they have white hair, but they dye it, and then yep. the, the darker skin ones had like a different color hair. Right, and then the other, the only other thing was they did show off screenshots of them as children, and the male and the female look the same until they're around thirteen. So they, they you actually can't distinguish between oh, male and female okay. until they become teenagers. Oh, I like that. I hope yeah. they they take that through. I want like really fucking. Th- I want like you know, like the Beyonce dancers that are men and the super stiletto heels. I want that to be the male Vieras. <laughs> like, that's what I want out of a male. Well, Viera. so you know what I've noticed about their feet already. Oh, you can't really see it in up on the screen. <laughs> that screenshot's is, so good. Just like yeah, I'm just trying to like show their feet on the screen here. Um, that you know, it's all it, about her foot fetish n- again. Mm-hmm. In the original, <laughs> the original Viera actually have like arched feet, but just like a rabbit. But like when you look at this, it, they clearly just made it. Made them have yeah. really high heels so they wouldn't have to re-spec all the shoes for them. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they can still have flat shoes and it not look different. Or if they're going to give every single shoe of theirs always going to have a heel. Considering how much Yoshida was complaining about the work involved with this, I have a feeling it's going to look different. Okay. Because, yeah. like, they should keep the heel. I think it's part of the, it, the race. Yep. Because it looks like their feet are definitely, like, straight up and down. But I feel like if... They took out the heel. They would just have normal feet. They, they, so, they've, they've talked multiple times in interviews that it's never been about the ears. That's like the hard part of getting to Viera to look right. It's yeah. always been about the, the stupid heels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe that won't be so. It's because the way they program height is like super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. They have like, they, they, everyone actually has a fixed like height like, in reality. It's really, really weird. Hmm. I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's it's a really weird <laughs> programming technique they used. So are your ear colors always the same color as your hair color? Looks like it kind of looks like it. Like here's a screenshot of some more. Like of the them. Mikote tail is tied I, to the Mikote I, hair. I, yeah, because I mean that the I guess the hair on your or the the fur on your ears is your hair. I guess is the idea. Yeah, I mean that Does makes the sense. Carpet match the ears. 
But also they're giving Probably. Fran's out. It looks like they're giving Fran's outfit as like the default race outfit also. Yeah. And they're not making it special. The level one gear. Yeah. It feels yeah, less, less special. Right it's very sexy though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hey, more slut glamour. <laughs> um, oh, oh no. I just lost my freaking window. There it is. Okay. Um, so I don't have the screenshot here, but bring up the screenshot. <laughs> no, there isn't a screenshot on this website, but I'm excited for the new 24 man raid. Are you near, I mean, near uh, automata? Anybody? I, anybody? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited that people are excited. It's made it I'm, to our I, list of games to play now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's edgy. Yeah. Okay. So I like edgy things. I mean, it is definitely edgy. It's, um, I mean, I'm really excited they've got Yoko Taro because he's like a storytelling genius. Um, he has always, you know, in the last, you know, so many years since Nier Automata has come out, he has said like, I would love to work on a Final Fantasy game. They just need to ask me. Um, so I'm wondering if this is like his in into Final Fantasy. I would love Final Fantasy 16 if we ever get one of those to be written completely by him because I think he could do wonders with it. Um, he is it, not be more uh, sci-fi than fantasy at that point. He is. I mean, that's okay though. We've fantasy had some sci-fi Final of Fantasy games. Sci-fi. I just feel like he is not afraid of like killing characters or making things be not what they seem kind of thing where I feel like the Square Enix writing team so far for 14 has been a little bit afraid of that and Yoko Taro is definitely not afraid of that problem is it's still gonna have to get approved by Yoshida so hmm. yeah, might not matter but I don't know I mean it's definitely an interesting crossover like they're somehow gonna make it make sense in 14's lore which is like I never expected this but I'm not gonna say that I'm unhappy about it I think the trend of bringing in other developers and writers is a good idea because I think it was getting stale before and I think most people liked the Ivalice raids they they had general positive reaction I just wish they could come up with their own characters and stories because I didn't give a shit about Ivalice because I never played Tactics. <laughs> I didn't care about any of those characters. And now I'm going to have to play Near Automata to have any sort of idea what these characters well, they introduce. Well, see, that's the problem, though, Mr. Vegan Pete, is that I also I did play Final Fantasy Tactics, and I still didn't care about any <laughs> Well, I hadn't played Tactics either, and so I tried to look at it as if, like, you know, these characters were in FF14's lore. So I was trying to look at everything the characters were saying and trying to see if I felt like I understood what was going on. Um, I want to say most of the time I did. Um, there also, was... by the way, Final Fantasy Tactics is the best game ever. You should play it. It's way better than 14. I, yep. I, Agreed. I want to play Tactics. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I still actually finished the story for that, I just realized. Like, I got into the raid and then forgot about the story <laughs> still sitting there <laughs> honestly as someone who actually loved tactics and tactics was i think probably my favorite Final fantasy game or second favorite if not my top one um it's close to 10 between 10 and tactics for me but tactics just being able to i like 10 shut up but being able to uh go in there and kind of see that integrated into 14 not so much that i was kind of reliving tactics but seeing how they integrated it was like super super fun for someone who had the context I, I i can see why if someone didn't have the context for it it probably wouldn't have been as good but for someone who had the context there were definitely some really really cool hype moments and it made it more fun knowing that this is canon to this world and that we might see more of these things like when fran shows up it's like oh my god now they blended 12 into here too this is so weird and it, it did take me a minute to kind of remember to separate okay this is fran from 12 this is ramsa from tactics but these aren't those characters. These are their yeah, own. This individual. is Fran from 14. Yeah. Like right. there's and no Balthier. They've yeah. already said in one of the stories that like Ash and 
what's his face like her fiance were actually siblings in this lore and that they both have already been killed like this is like they're supposedly Galthier was this close to showing up though like they were they were damn close and they're i heard they're going to bring his outfit into the game anyway yeah i think they said that they were isn't it already in the game yeah i thought it came out with the most recent oh did it come out i didn't know i think it's like one or two job classes got it in the last raid yeah i'm pretty sure and then there was a couple other tactics outfits that came with it I, I just want to say that it is unforgivable that they used straight up rip the Final Fantasy Tactics music for the raid. They didn't remix it or anything? Nope. Hmm. Uh, Are you sure? From the soundtrack. 100% positive. Well, I think I feel like one song in one of the second or the third raid was 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 edited. It wasn't the exact same, but yeah, the original. It, it was from a different game. It was like Vagrant Story or something. Yeah, something. it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the original Tactics song. It was something else. But right? it wasn't remixed for the game specifically. I don't well, think or remastered it was. or anything like that. But I, I'm not sure because I never played that game. Right. But the main theme of Tactics, he's right. It was pretty much the exact same audio. Hmm. Chat saying no remix. Yeah. It even is PS1 quality. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that means it's high quality. It's the first one. It's better. It's like Another... an Xbox One, a PlayStation right. One. Right. It's better. Right. It's the one. Another problem I have with these 24 man raids is it takes so long to get to the c- conclusion of it. Like, we started this first 24 man raid back in 2017, and we're just now. <laughs> of it if they can somehow yeah. figure out a way to do like a 24 man raid between 5.0 and 5.2 and then have some other system to get people caught up on gear like i'd much rather have a story given to me within nine months than 18 months honest honestly i think it just comes down to the fact that they just can't seem to create enough content quickly enough to, for us to consume mm-hmm. it all comes down to I just, you know, I would actually be happy if they like instead of having like the three segments of the twenty-four man raid, if they just had this is the first twenty-four man raid. It's completely wrapped up, and then it's just like coming completely different for the second segment, yeah. and then for the third segment, also something completely different in terms of like story and characters. So it's like each one is like its own little package, right? I feel like that yeah. would be something to try at least because. How about even the fact that, you know, it'd be nice if all the raids in the game were designed like these raids in terms of, you know, being a raid and not being an instance room. But then yeah, it was like, you know, time travel. That sounds like a lot of work there, Mr. <laughs> I don't Lynch. have that much of a problem with that, actually, because I don't really give a shit about having to kill trash up into the boss. But Yeah, I mean, but, I'm wondering, like, so you're saying that, like, you know, there's like... F- in the, the actual end game raids should be like the twenty four mans instead of like the eight not games. in not in difficulty but in um, in terms wonky. of layout and structure absolutely especially if they can make some of the raids non linear I mean there's plenty of examples in game design for MMOs where you can have a non linear path where you do one or two bosses and then okay now you can go to this one this one or this one and then whoa. the last boss is whoa the last whoa one. whoa there Lance I know that sounds a really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to have some system that's different because already it's like we're going to have a 24 man, we're going to have new dungeons, we're going to have an eight man. Ra- like nothing is new again. And I just feel like. We- oh, would you like to have a new uh, deep dungeon? <laughs> they actually said they, they weren't sure when, when or if they were going to do that. They're still thinking about it. Like deep dungeon has so much potential. They just have to like actually expand on it. It's- I mean, they didn't in Heaven on High. Why would you expect the next one to? I feel like it's just to serve a purpose of making leveling easy for people yep. to catch up with. Yeah, it is. It'll be it. come out in the point three or point four patch. Oh, yeah, 
It's like, and well, I mean, and with the new content, they try, well, they tried air quotes, tried with Eureka. That was their big new content that they failed miserably on. And so, oh, they, they think they've been pretty successful. How much of yeah. the new uh, Eureka did they talk about it? This, they, they didn't mention, they, they just said know. they have other content planned. Oh. Um, they learned a lot of lessons from Eureka and uh, they're just going to move forward with other side content similar to what they've done. Not similar in terms of it, they're going to do the same thing again. They kind of were really vague. It was hard to kind of interpret what they meant See, by that. I wonder if they're just like really being careful to save stuff for Tokyo because I feel like Japan always gets like the end of it and how much do they really have left to announce by the time they get to Japan. But, so, But it's I mean, weird they because... They talked a little bit about Haida Toast in the live letter, didn't they? Yes, yes. They did talk about the, the next Eureka uh, in the live letter. I mean, did they talk about the public raid thing in detail at all? Because yeah, that's what I'm in, curious about. Not in detail. I think they said there's a limit of 56 players. Um for the public raid and you have to complete the Hidato storyline, which means the storyline for all of Eureka before you can be eligible. I mean, for that it. makes, that <laughs> makes sense. And I'm assuming that's where absolute virtue is going to be. Yes. That's but... about the extent of it though. They didn't talk about the mechanics or they didn't like show up. Uh... I don't think you can. Did they say is... they said you can't raise in there? They didn't mention. I don't to my know. knowledge. Maybe, maybe I just read that from somewhere else. Get fucked. Raise mages. Yeah. Hey. That's, I don't know. I don't feel like. Okay. Hero Maniac says limited, limited raising. Yeah. See, limited. There you no right. raise spells. So maybe you could there use you raise um, down. Only Phoenix Downs. Phoenix wow. Downs are maybe, um, what are those new actions called that well, you can we use? We finally have a use for Logos, Logos spells. Hmm. Yeah. Raise Logos actions. You might be able to do that. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, as much as I am excited about there yeah. being a near that's, 24 That's man, coming Tuesday, by the way. Wait, what is? Hidatos. Oh, God, I'm still in the last one. Don't forget so, about Rival Wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, honey. Do you guys see the technical difficulties they had when they were There's trying to train that? now. Oh, God. I, I don't even. I it's just a Dobby train, right? Their whole announcement was so cringy. They're like, yes, the new Rival Wings. As soon as the black screen. As soon as I started talking about that, I fell asleep. I was like, "God damn it!" I stayed up. For is Rival shit. Wings it a was... PvP thing? I don't play PvP at all. Yes, it's uh, it's a Worst it's their part of it all. It's their PvP map that's based on what MOBAs do with the towers yeah. and the. Oh moons. right, right, right. Yeah, I did that once, and I was like, uh -huh. "Okay, this is weird." It's all right. People were botting it, in I there. Like I could it. tell it was kind of annoying. I mean, I would play it if I actually played Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Then why are you here? That's why you're on the Kingdom Hearts 3 podcast. Yes, this is yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 podcast. Hearts. Don't worry, guys. Together we can do it. <laughs> Just have to beat the darkness. Um, so darkness is good. We're, we're, it's up in the air. Up in the air. Who says what? Yin yang. You know. I don't know. I mean, are you? Hmm. Riku is darkness. Not anymore. He is. He's become... Spoilers. I, I thought he was on the road wow. to dawn last time wow. I played Kingdom Hearts. There's wow. no spoilers. This Before wow. Kingdom Hearts 3, this happened, okay? In Chain of Memories, was... he was on the road to dawn, guys. Dawn. <laughs> anyway, okay. I don't know how much else they announced. I can show a few more screenshots of stuff because there's some cool other screenshots here of, like, the Gunbreaker that I didn't show. I guess this is what the Gunblades kind of look okay, like. You know, can I rant about Gunbreaker for a little minute? I remember back in my day of Final Fantasy fourteen that we had actual Final Fantasy jobs, not this Gunbreaker or Astrologian. Yeah, well, Who wants your, that garbage? Back huh? in your day, we also had Squall, so grats, you got Squall. I don't want Squall. Squall's yeah. not a job. Well, someone else wanted to be He's Squall. a person. 
Yeah, they, had an idea. Tur- they turned him into a job. Congrats. Speaking of, if anybody here wants to call in and give your opinions on this, we are taking calls through Discord only. So remember, go to the LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord and you can... Uh, you can Did they pick the yeah. trigger on that, try to look like the meteor from the quest line? It kind of does. I don't know. Like It has, like bumps around the outside of it. There's no purpose having that part on it. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. The whole weapon has it's no It's just purpose. the ARR meteor. It's just the, you got to have that branding, dude. Yeah, that it kind of looks branded. like it. I don't know. It's definitely 14 branding. Um, let's see. We've got Oh, this is like a mount. What is this? I don't know what's going on in this also, picture. Also, this is really kind of depressing. Yeah, that's like an eye mount. That's one of the pre-order items. Oh, if it's pre-order item. Okay, so for oh. just for pre-ordering collector's edition? any edition or just the collectors? That is a the digital and physical. Okay, so that's just a but of collector's edition or just pre-order? In general. Uh, collectors. Digital collectors and physical Digital collectors. collectors. Okay. Oh, here's another so gunblade shot. Oh, that's Squall's gunblade right there. Um, definitely. This mount, this mount, there was a video that they showed off as well, actually, of when they did the Rotika Greatwood. They actually had the, Fran that mount. Minion, I see. Um, so the, Fran, the Fran minion, the, uh, the, Fran, the wind-up Fran, and the um, gunblade, and the mount, I think, are the collector's edition items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas when, the gremlin and the earrings are pre-order items. Yep. And the gremlin doesn't look anywhere near as cool as the one in the trailer. Yeah, it's not cute. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, Yoshi was asking, he goes, is this cute? And it's like, I don't know. Okay, so I have this art up That's on the awesome. screen, the Shadowbringers art. So the girl in the middle is probably Minfilia. Then yes. what's this person in the hood over here? Do we not know no who that idea, is? Yeah, actually. Okay. Is that Yishtola? No. That's no, Yusuyu. <laughs> you get out of here. I think it's... I don't even know. It's hard to say. Fredola? Might be a no, character. We got, we got more Fredola sure. in one of the... One of the... We, got, we see oh, Solace. Well, let's talk for the guy members, people listening, right? So let's let's say what we see. We see Yishtola, Yurianje, and Thancred in their new outfits. Mm-hmm. We kind of see just like the, the heads of... Uh, Alfino and Alize. And they're surrounding uh-huh. the, the Dirt Planner as a Dark Knight in the middle. Don't know which one right. And we see like Minfilia kind of like almost. Alfino's on the left top. and Alice is on the right. Yeah. Are you sure? 100%. They hate Alfino. Their outfits. Really it looks like they just mirrored their hair though. They did mirror their hair. They actually they went through an interview uh, in the art panel on how they created Alfino and Alize and it was to save time and money. Really? That's why they wanted, they wanted Really? Twins. Yeah, oh that's why gosh. they wanted twins. But Shock. it worked out because people ended up liking them and so the artist was like. Phew, but they've actually that's why they updated uh their appearances in heavensward partially was because they had the resources and time to start differentiating them more that's why they wore the same thing originally yep (laughs) so okay some person be some sort of scion maybe i'm looking like the the left arm that you can see showing here has like strappy things around it 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 might be uh one of the um could it be msg might be, yeah, it might be an Asian. It could be because there are I mean, no Asians so- visible here, and we know Asians are going to play well, a big role. Apparently, there's an Asian visit. What do you mean? Solus is right I mean, there. So- I mean, technically. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's true. Technically. Solus and Solus, but um, maybe they just separated him. Got him. I mean, Hero says that some people think it's Fredola, but he doesn't think so. Um, someone thinks, someone says it's the actual Ida. <laughs> I still am waiting for Ida. Like, they could have had, like, a really emotional thing with, you know, there's no point of her dressing up as Ida if we never actually get the Ida character in the Not game. They'll, they'll do it in a patch and just completely decide, like, boom. Like, I feel like unless we cared about who Ida actually is, there's no point in her disguising herself and having this big reveal at all. But, you know, because... Who cares about story? Like to make us speculate. All right, your sales coming back. Yes, maybe it's just <laughs> no. There's... 
Oh, not that fisher. Not tall enough. Oh, wait, that's no, Sora. Sora. <laughs> I don't know, because it looks like, okay, there's either like Mikote face paint or a scar. Yes. Under yeah, it the, looks Mik- the chin looks Mikote to but, me. But the hood doesn't have ears. She just got right. back from a bukkake. <laughs> well, you know. Scale. Okay, they, we can't see the um the the bunny ears either, but the straps look kind of Viera esque. They do, but like, the, the but the, might be held down by the. Like it looks very feminine in the face, but this this forearm is very muscular. So either legit, yeah, legit masculine featured or there it's a. Dude. Oh wait, that's Gaius. <laughs> hey, we've seen Gaius's face though. There'd be I no. Feel, I, I feel like in the art they would have they would have shown him uh, wearing one of his Asian masks on this belt if they were going to draw him. Yeah, Plus, there... the last couple times they drew him, he didn't have his mask, right? So, yeah, there'd be no point in hiding his face at this point. So I don't know. We've also got some cool uh, up close screenshots of them. So this is the shot of Menphilia. Where at first, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, is it still a flashback?" And then I realized her eyes were glazed over still. So, like, she looks like her features are very soft. Like I know she's a child, but she just feels very not minfilia like mm-hmm. so i still feel like she's are you saying minfilia is hard no i'm saying that she's clearly still the goddess because this... i get hard from minfilia yeah we wow. it's coming okay wow that yeah. was that was um, here we've got a shot of thancred with a gun blade and we've got another shot of thancred being a badass and matoya yeah there's a really nice um does not have sound drops on this uh, version of Limit Break Radio. No, we don't have, we don't have like an audio board or anything that's able to do anything like that. Unfortunately, donations button guys, help them get help them get back. Good <laughs> stuff <laughs> for real. Um, Nero had all of that stuff, and uh, this is basically all I've got going here. Is just but what at least I can you do. You got the ugly people out, so you can do video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't. Uh, Wait, I didn't, say, I I didn't on say that. Zing. <laughs> um, so I know that it went up for pre-order, the game, and we have an official release date of July 2nd with early access on June 28th. Um, oh, that's what comes out on June 28th. I was kept talking yeah. to Sir and I was like, I was talking to Sir and I was like, man, I know something's coming out on June 28th. I really need to look. Like, what was it? And I started like Googling oh like God. video games the on June 28th. I couldn't figure it out. That's what it Justin, is. It's the early access. It's the early access for this game. So failing podcast. Did I just royally fail or did um, the actual physical collector's editions not go up for pre-order yet? They have. Okay. Because they're already sold out. Uh, maybe. I don't because know. I went to go pre-order mine like a couple days ago and I'm already on the waiting list. Whereas I know in all previous iterations of these expansions, they have never sold out of them. So it kind of confuses me that when I went to go buy the PC collector's edition, it was already on waiting list. Chat saying already sold out. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Uh, It makes sense when you consider that out of 10 million players, a lot will want a physical (laughs) collector's edition, Nika. But like... <laughs> but like ass. I've always, I've always gotten a collector's edition for this 14 game. Fourteen million purchases. I just, I'm gonna be really upset if I don't get a collector's edition this time because I've always gotten one, and I just don't feel like. I mean, I know that more people are playing the game now. It's definitely not ten million like they say it is, but I do know there is more interest in this expansion than ever apparently. But I just feel like for it to have sold out in a day or two days just feels like they just didn't make as many this time. 
because for, for my friends to literally tell me, oh, you've got plenty of time. I got my Stormblood Collector's Edition a month before the game was released. It's like, most likely just the hype, right? I mean, Heavensward had a lot of hype because it was the first expansion for the game, and the game was everyone was so happy because it was doing so well after ARR. Uh, Shadowbringers... In Storm's Blood, nobody liked the Weeaboo garbage, so nobody bought collector's editions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, now we're past the Weeaboo shit. Not, not Lots mention, of people are playing again. Right, and I know there was a lot of burnout towards the end of Heaven's Ward for a lot of people. I mean, you could just feel it in the player base, and I don't think we ever really recovered from that in Stormblood. So hopefully the announcement and the new trailer for Shadowbringers and some of the new marketing that Square's been doing is probably why there's a lot of hype. Plus, you know, there's some other stuff happening in the industry, a lot of moves, so... I mean, it's just different time, right? Maybe, maybe it is hype. I mean, maybe. I just feel like, I don't know. I'm just going to be really upset if I don't get a collector's edition. Like, I put on, I went on the waiting list, but like, do you think they're going to release more or do you think I'm just fucked? Yeah, you're fucked. fucked. You might, you might want to check eBay ASAP. I say maybe just (sighs) enough people know that you can buy that and sell it on eBay and make a profit. I'm going to cry if I don't get one. Like, I have a collector's edition for every single expansion. I can't, like, not have this one. Well, then you better get your ass on eBay, Nika. Like, I guess I missed when they were, like, actually going up for pre-order, and I just didn't think there was anything to worry about, like, having to buy it literally within the first minute that it came out. Maybe they only made (laughs) enough for the true fans. Yeah. (laughs) Am I not a true fan? fan. Well, you couldn't remember why June 28th was important. (laughs) I I mean, I remember July 2nd, but, you know, I was... Yeah, well, true know. fans I'm start just... playing on the 28th, Nika. I, I, I will if I can get the collector's edition. I don't true know if I'm going to pre-order a non-collector's edition desk. Like a scrub. I want, I want a collector's edition. I'm going to... Okay, well, Nika, maybe... Maybe, maybe I'll just quit playing if I don't get one. I have snagged one, and I'll be willing to sell it to you for the low price of $400. <laughs> Fuck you. Nika, we all know that true fans have these... Statues. Put that away. Put that Wait, away. What that statue? Is- Wait, what is? What was that? Was that Sora? <laughs> it was Sora. Yeah. It was a dildo. Oh, I want that. I actually don't have a Kingdom Hearts statue. I have it sitting on my desk at all times. It's nice. Yes, you know what I have on my I desk at all three times. Yet, so don't tell me. I have. I have. Um, well, this is a Kingdom Hearts three podcast. What are you doing here? Um, I, I messed up. I have uh, my Tomberry lamp. I think he's burnt out though because I had his eyes on for too long. Yeah, he doesn't light up anymore. Oh, he's burnt out like most of the player base. That's weird. <laughs> I have to change his batteries, but he's always on my desk. Um, and Saren came and put my Halloween Pikachu on my desk, so I've got him going on here. Too. That's nice. <laughs> going. What are you doing? Huh? What is this, Nika? <laughs> we don't even know. Talking about you're going to lose first mic privileges. I'm no, sorry. I'm you sorry. See how easy it is to divert her attention. It's amazing. I mean, okay, so maybe I can notice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really easy. Shiny thing over there. Saren does this thing sometimes where he'll just start whistling a song around me to see how long it takes for me to start whistling it and not realize he put it in my head. <laughs> Apparently, it also works with plushies and statues. You just hold them up and then she'll go into her tangents. Yeah, so. I will. I have more things on my desk, but I won't go into it. Um, yeah, so I'm extremely sad. And so, okay, the EU PS4 collector's edition isn't sold out. Is the American PS4 one sold out? I feel like it is. I don't know. I'm really sad. I don't. I just don't know Like, if there's a point to being on the waiting list or if I should just... Pre-order. I mean, if the PS4 one isn't region locked, you might as well get the EU one. What's the difference? I don't know. I mean, you're already spending two hundred dollars. Might as well spend three dollars more and just buy the US regular one if you buy the EU collector's yeah, edition. That's true. Oh gosh, I don't know. Don't worry on your teacher's salary. I'm sure you can. How afford. much do I have to like? I don't know. I feel like Limit Rig Radio is completely ruined in the eyes of Square Enix forever. So I feel like <laughs> there's no way I could be like. 
Well, to be fair, hitting up some old contacts. Use your limit break radio cloud. (laughs) Be like, can I please get a pre-order? Just, just, just like add like a weird little PS in the email. Be like, by the way, uh, these people are no longer associated with limit break radio. (laughs) We've kicked them to the curb. Now we've got the better hosts involved, and I didn't get a collector's edition. How do I get one? (laughs) You're entitled. You deserve one. We deserve all your hard work. We've been podcasting for you guys for a million years. Code you right back. We deserve this. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Miss Kayanian, but our collector's editions are only for our true fans who know dates of our early release. I'm so sad. Telling you, work for rock paper scissors. Oof, oof. Too soon. You know that might get me one. (laughs) Well, I don't know. After the incident, it might get you a slap in the face, but. Yeah, uh, that was rough. All right, so there was we've got like an interview here we can talk about. Um, that Game Watch had an interview. I think we've already talked about some of the things that he said at it. Um, with Yoshi at the Paris Fan Fest. Um, we've already talked about his reasoning for making Gunbreaker a tank. Um, but he also says something about Gunbreaker involving pulling the trigger the moment you slash the enemy. So like action commands. Yeah. So su- supposedly it's not going to be constant. So you're not going to have to worry about getting like. Yeah, he says the players would get to controller players would get tendonitis if we did this. <laughs> right. But, but periodically, not constant, but once in a while, you'll have this opportunity basically to pull the trigger and like launch ammo out of your weapon when you're using another move. So I guess it'll probably be something that's off the GCD that you have to hit and like time it. Yeah. So this going to just I'm have guessing. its own like job system that's revealed along with the battle actions in May. Yeah. Apparently is right. what he said. So Let's I guess hopefully this... they test this well and, and the players don't figure out a way to make it proc more often. Oh, well, that's why we have a test server. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Oh yeah. no. Let's just let them fuck it up. Um, they... Why would we crowdsource testing to other people? Hmm. No, that would be cheap. Yeah, why don't we just overwork our workers so that they have to take three months off after an expansion comes out? You yeah, know. That's the Japanese way. <laughs> <laughs> um, they asked him why the gunblades are different from the Empire gunblades, and he literally says, just simply because I wasn't involved with 1.0's story. The, Empire, <laughs> the Empire's gunblades were designed before I joined FF14, so it feels like they aren't the gunblades everyone wants to see. You heard it here first. He hates bayonets. <laughs> yeah, the Which Empire's gunblades are bayonets. They're guns with blades on them. However, the to gun... Be fair, everybody hates bayonets. But the gunblade that... No, what? Nobody Broken hates bayonets. Whoa, 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 whoa. He says, yeah, however, yeah. the gunblade that players want is squalls, right? They would be happier if we implemented that one instead. But of course, it has to tie into the lore, so the job quest will explain why we haven't seen these non-imperial gunblades until now. Uh, Basically, everyone wants the weapon that wouldn't actually be practical in real life, but it looks really fucking badass. I mean, it's so a fantasy we game, so why not? Yeah. No, I, I'm agree 100. I'm not. Uh, I'm not flacking for. I'm just that's that's just, yeah, all that's he was trying reason. to say. Yeah. They ask Ooh, about sweet. magic ammunition. He says, "Please wait till May." So, what's in May? Is that the live letter or something before? Like, because uh, we we know yeah, March is the what, okay. Because March is May. the Japanese fan fest. May traditionally, well, at least what they did last expansion, I think, and maybe the expansion before, is sometime in May, about a month. Oh, they showed off like all like the a bunch the, of uh, the new the new abilities, new animations. Uh, if there's new jobs, they go into more detail. But again, they show you all this right before they launch, like four to six weeks before. So there's zero opportunity for feedback. Well, they just want to push those pre-orders, yep. right? pre-order that i didn't get <laughs> little side note um i remember i recently watched the stormblood one 
And in the little white mage segment, they have the white mage rescuing a black mage out of their arcane circle. Yep. Really... <laughs> yep. Wow. It's like, oh, you wanted to stand still? Beat him to death. But they did, they did that that way because the very next thing they showed was the black mage use the ability that allows them to go right back to the circle. Yes. Yeah. There was a reason for that. Yeah. I remember that. The reason was, was like... trolling, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I, then the black, mage, the black mage can then undo the troll. That's the point. Yeah. They're like, haha, bitch. More white mages to pull him back out. Why is Jux the one arguing for the healer and Avi is arguing for the caster? This makes no fucking sense. I told Avi to Healers rescue me. Too. I told her to rescue me during the new 24-man raid with the sniper guy. Oh, and I, it was perfect because she rescued me and I ended up safe and she ended up killing herself. It turned, <laughs> it turned me. Her. So my little hole wasn't showing and then I died, but he lived. Right, you're uh, a martyr. <laughs> just a jerk. <laughs> um, then they asked asked about how long ago did you decide to put Gunbreaker in the game? They said at about 4.1 because that's about when they have to finalize the game design for the next expansion. So that's how long it was. That he goes, that's how long term our planning is. Um, he says this month I have to finish the complete plan for the next two years. Their, um, their, their cycle is so fucking old school. Like speaking as a developer, because that's my day job, like their development cycle is so fucking old school with like, six months to a year if not two years of planning and then doing everything in like three to six month segments is really asinine like nowadays you're supposed to do everything in like two to four week segments and working towards the milestones that are a few months out like they their whole process it's no wonder that they can't like pivot and that things like eureka don't get feedback until the third or fourth version comes out like they just have no wiggle room at all they've already for, like planned the next two they've already done it <laughs> they've already almost finished it by the time feedback gets to them, like they've already okay, well, yeah, that segment. See, see, that just doesn't make any sense to like why they would even be uh, logical to have a test server because you're gonna have a test server for the new expansion that comes out two years later. Like, come on. <laughs> now, do you think that is part of Yoshi P having both producer and director titles, and like too much has to go through him before it ever gets implemented? Yes, in we've the- talked about I, that before. I mean, that, that could that could certainly be a factor if he's doing like a command and control style management. But even if he's not, even if he's like pretty open to ideas, it's up to the responsibility of the dev team to change their structure. It could be the skill level of the resources, it, or it could be Yoshi P or someone in between the development team and Yoshi P mismanaging. Like at the end of the day, that kind of agile structure where you iterate really quickly and you take user feedback into account constantly, that's something that you need to kind of, it has to come from both sides. Like it has to come almost bottom up and top down. Like certain things are one, certain things are the other. It's not something a company can do overnight, but it's weird that Square hasn't started on this process years ago. Like look at all their, all their products are like this, right? They, they say they, they're going to come out three years from now and then it's really five. Like it's just, it's their mm-hmm. MO or in the case of anything, no more it works on. It's about 10 to 20. So like <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, they're just happy being, in that spot and i don't know if that has to do with the culture of like japanese business or if it's just this particular company and how it wants to run itself but if they were in a different industry and they had less of a reputation they'd be going out of business right now just the way that they hey 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 give them time they'll be going out of business soon enough (laughs) (laughs) And and just to be fair i'm not speaking about their quality of what they're coming out with i was just talking about the pacing which is also shit though like the project well, management, think, essentially. They yeah, haven't yeah. updated. 15, Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3, yeah, I think the I think the quality of their products can be debated. I think there's still a lot of people that love them. I think there's a lot of 
debate recently. I think a lot, FF15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 are really, really polarizing. I think FF13, when it came out, was really, really polarizing. Yeah, but that's or- actually a decent game. At least they finally announced a Final Fantasy 15 crossover. <laughs> Whoa. Four-seater mount. <laughs> yeah, actually, the first four-seater mount. On the mug station. Well, you should be able to get it through the crossover, right? I'm saying you, they're I'm giving assuming. us a mount that's cool that we don't have to pay a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah, like, like, there's still not a double-seater mount in the game that you don't have to pay, either pay for or use the friend the friend thing to right. get. Right. Um, so right. that's kind of really exciting. Um, I feel like that is news. But um, I still feel like they should have had the 15 crossover when 15 came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something must have, again, this is one of those things where they probably planned it out three years back and then they kept delaying it. And didn't 15, like, cancel all so, of their... Yeah, so the... They the, have one DLC left. Yeah, so Tabata, the guy who was in charge of 15 stuff, was supposed to be in charge of something else at Square Enix 2, like this other studio they were starting. He didn't like the way it was going. He just fucking it was, up and It was left. for him. He was the the one put in charge. He was going to have his own... He thought he was going to have his own studio as a subsidiary of Square. Yeah. And he was going to have, like, a lot of creative control. And they he, they said, no, no, don't work on that project. We want you to work on this one instead, or at least first. And he basically flipped out and was like, screw that, I'll do my own thing, and he quit. Yeah, he's he just like, this isn't what I wanted, and but, he left. And so because of but, that, they canceled all the rest of the DLC for 15, except well, the one that was already it, in production. And it wasn't just that. They had already allocated $33 million in their budget to that company, that subsidiary. Yep, so, so now that's that they allocated it, but be, yeah, but, because but the problem is because they're so corporate and they're, they're structured, like I said, old school in terms of their planning and development cycles, they now are going to struggle to figure out where that money actually goes. Because it's not, apparently, you can't just make that decision, it turns out, to just go, 32 million to you? Oh, guess not. Okay, split it amongst these guys. Apparently, it doesn't work that way. Something's weird in their politics, and they have to completely, like, it takes them months and months. They have to, to have a battle royale. Because everything we're seeing, article-wise, is saying that they're eating a $33 million loss. Yeah. So it's like, where is that money going? Well, some, some of that money probably is gone forever, because they probably spent it on things that are never going to be used, or they were paying people who now are gone. Like right. they started, they, like they, yeah. I don't know how they work. If they work on wage or work on contracts, if they signed all these contracts to pay developers to work out for this certain amount of time, they still have to pay them. It's it's most likely they, I'm sure some of the contractors are like that, like the artists and stuff. And hopefully they push them to other projects so they're not actually eating the cost. But if it's not contract based and they were salaried employees for whatever reason, yeah, um, it shouldn't be a loss. Yeah, well, it's a loss for the time that they spent. Who knows? Maybe this company was actually up and running for a few months, and now. They have zero deliverables because the company dissolved. That's so any true. money they spent for the last X months is gone. That's mm-hmm. probably not the whole $33 million, but it's probably a nice chunk. That, that's really ridiculous. Um, but at least we get a regalia amount. Worth it. Yeah, I wonder how long they had this plan for before. Like, probably long before Tabata left, I would assume. Where's our Arden hair? That's what's next, right? <laughs> well, um, so, I mean, this isn't really 14, but Blue Cloudy is wondering when the 15 DLC comes out. I will say something because it's really exciting. I'm going to Katsukon this weekend, so if anyone's going to be there, say hi. Um, but they're actually premiering the Arden prequel anime stuff at Katsukon. So, like, I don't know why we're getting the premiere instead of somewhere else in the world, but we're getting it, and I am plan on spending my, like, entire day waiting in line for that. There so. is an anime prequel to the to Arden DLC, DLC. <laughs> yes. on a game that came out three years ago. Yep. And it's also failing, and all the future And so I'm going to assume the Arden DLC will be coming out after that, after this weekend at some point. They'll release the anime, and then they'll release the DLC you know, to everybody. I, I take back everything I said. I think Square Enix just knows what they're doing. They seem to Did they it. say when... The 15 crossover is going to be uh, between uh, now and the expansion. Between yeah. now and the expansion. Right? I think they said mid-April. 
mid oh mid April. I feel like it would make more sense to launch it alongside the Arden DLC, but you know, vegan tea. Do they logic? You keep trying to use logic. It's not yeah, stop that, Nika. Because I mean, nothing yeah, else take, is going to be added to fifteen after this. So you need, to, you need to take logic, reverse it, and add three months. That's how they do it. That seems really yeah. silly. Like if the Arden DLC is released sometime this month or next month, it's going to be before April. So the the fact that they're doing a crossover. After this game is literally done being worked on, blows my mind. But. It's because we're not going to have anything to do until the expansion. So they're giving us something to do until then. Okay. Same, the same reason we fair. had the, um, what was that stupid thing? Yo, Monster Yo, Hunter. Yo, yeah, no, not Monster Hunter. The, well, that uh, one Yo-Kai Watch. The Yo-Kai Watch, that's the one. Yeah. I actively did not even participate in that because I thought it was. I, I did like it. the first round of it to get the first mount, and then I didn't continue it for the second one. I, just to I, get I it did all of it just to get that awful mount in protest of how so something so stupid was in it so now i have it and now i'm gonna fly around in it all the time and be like look at this this is in your game that sounds like the opposite of a protest yeah yeah it kind of does no the content so you're a person look at all these people that did the content oh look these people still use the mount i'm protesting you nike i'm gonna buy all your shoes <laughs> yeah. to wear. so that i can this wear them and show everyone how bad they are to hate these shoes everybody hates yokai watch and so i want everyone to be reminded of the awful travesty that is in their game you realize though at the same time the people who love it could be like wow that guy has the mount too he's like me that's so awesome we should have more yokai watch like your Except logic, Kuki like, says okay. someone cosplayed that mount at the Paris Fan Fest. I hope it lit I hope up. I magical. I didn't see them in the contest. I was looking at the contest pictures and didn't see that. But did you guys see yeah. the, uh, the the blue mage with the sardine or whatever? Yes, cosplay. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah, that's pretty awesome. That was um, fun. So like, now I can face. wear my two B cosplay and be cosplaying from fourteen, right? Huh. Yeah. Nika, Nika, what? this is uh, this is a PG thirteen Twitch. We can't can't have you dressing up as uh, 2B. How is two B not PG thirteen? It's rated R. <laughs> what? When Says you cosplay two B, it's rated R. Says who? Talk about this. We're gonna break the Twitch rules. What? It's a joke. Relax. You're okay. Awkward. <laughs> All right, we can go back to the <laughs> interview. Um, yeah, here's where he says they were like, you know, what we didn't see, we didn't see a hint for the second job. He says, the fact that my t-shirts end up being hints is completely coincidental. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, right. It's not to make people speculate. It's just coincidental that my shirts are hints at what's to come. You just have a Bugs Bunny <laughs> shirt lying around in your closet. And he keeps pointing at it repeatedly and pausing uh-huh. and staring. And the camera keeps zooming in on it repeatedly. Because <laughs> um, there's a month till Tokyo Fan Fest, so you need time to think about what job will be next. It's more fun that way instead of already knowing the answer. The fact is there's a lot we can't reveal because of lore reasons and we want the players to be surprised. But we're not going to get He's a patch between now and the Japanese fan fest. We're not going to get the story, so I don't know what he... Hmm. I mean, I think before the live letter, we'll probably get it, but not before... So maybe they'll reveal some more of it at the live letter because once we've seen the next set of story rather than at, uh, at the next fan fest. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Wait, the next fan fest is March. It's right? March. It's next month. Yeah. So we're not going to have a live letter in between, are we? No, probably yeah. not. <clears throat> I think just the one yeah. in May. Yeah. Um. So then they. <laughs> so they're like the question everyone's asking about is male Vieras, but since it's you, Yoshida, we think there'll be male Vieras. Why is that implied? Because it's Yoshida. Because he's a chauvinist. Be- because he. Because he. Uh... He's the one who early on, I think, was like, we don't want to have gender, oh, like gender specific. Yeah. He says, but he says, I'm a contrarian. So when you say Yoshida would definitely do this, it makes me not want to answer. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, we said it's actually in Return to Evilly's story that concluded there's a ton of lore about Vieras in 14. We coordinated this with Matsuno san to include most of the hints there, so please check that out. All right, see if anybody's gone through and delved into that again and see if we missed some hints in that storyline. Um, the pre order. I just saw the whisper mount in the Discord and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone who actually is like in a wheelchair is who cosplayed it. Oh, that's it's awesome, cool. actually. You see the wheels cool. underneath it, and I think that makes it even better. That's really yep. cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, so apparently the pre-order bonus item is the Etherite earring, which is the XP boost item. Um, it only level 70, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it says it, but it only stacks up to a fixed limit, apparently. Um, you can wear it at level 1 and get stronger as you go. Um, but, oh, it says if you, pre- if you pre-order Shadowbringers, you actually get the item before the launch, so you can use it to level things up get before. March 1st. So I need to decide if I'm just going to pre-order the regular. I'll probably pre-order the digital collector's edition. But ugh, I'm so mad. If somebody like somebody I'll think, I'll, think of how many ways I'll you, buy like, the statue off of somebody for like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> somebody sell me the statue. That's all I want. I want the statue. Um You don't want the trading cards? <laughs> oh, there are trading cards? They're not trading cards. They're regular <laughs> deck of playing cards with Oh, sorry. Oh my playing, gosh, I own Yes, I collect nerdy playing cards. All right, I want those too. <laughs> I was kidding. Oh my god. No, I actually collect nerdy playing cards. I've got a whole bunch. I've got like FF6 ones. All right, Nika, focus, really cool. focus. Oh gosh. Focus. Okay, I'm focusing. This. I don't know if you know. Um, you're on a podcast right now. Um, will the developer of Near Series Platinum Games participate in this alliance raid? They said they're sharing their assets with us. So in that sense, yes. But um, the FF14 team is creating the boss battles just like with Evilies. Platinum Games are not involved in the development. Basically, programmers and game designers are not involved. Some artists are going to share a few assets they've already made yeah. previously. That's it. Now, I was under the impression that Ivelisse did have some input from the creators on the boss battles. I didn't know that they didn't. No. Yeah, no. They have input because they're the guest designers. But what he's saying is Yoku Taro and the other guy are the only people giving input. The development studio of Nier is not. Right. Oh, they're okay. just sharing the yeah. assets. And then they did ask him his opinion on Yoku Taro. He says, my first impression is he's incredibly smart. His speech feels calculated in a way different from myself. Um, I never compared us, but if I had to say, it's like he tries to leave some kind of scars on you. He wants his creations to leave some kind of mark on the player or the reader or any mark at all. He's basically like, this guy's intense as I mean, it's true. He does do that, but I feel like... Look, he says he wants his creations to leave some kind of mark on the player. Doesn't Yoshi want his creation to leave a mark on us? Like, shouldn't, <laughs> no, shouldn't yeah. every Yoshi's developer a, want this? Nah, Yoshi didn't run away. Like, he's, he's, much, he's the George R.R. R. Martin of the video <laughs> dev world. I still feel like every developer should want the story to leave a memorable mark on the player. I mean, leaving leaving a mark versus just being an enjoyable experience to go yes. through at the time yeah. is a different philosophy. Like, leaving a scar is like you hurt when you... I mean, I guess. I mean, I definitely hurt whenever I stop playing a Yoga Taro game, that's for sure. But he says, I don't know if I can go so far as to say that's the purpose of his work, but at any rate, I strongly sense that power from him. Anyway, he's interesting. He's one of the few people I can eat with and get excited over game talk with. That's cool. (laughs) I mean, that's that's cool, I guess. I do enjoy how all the crossover events involve, like, just drinking and, like, talking to other (laughs) creators. And they're like, let's (laughs) fucking do something. I don't know. It really... I feel like... Oh, Yoshi is a drunk. When when, Actually, when Yoshida stepped up on stage at the EU Fan Fest, the first thing he said, he goes, hey, I need a beer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I bet he said, I think it was because the cosplay was so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um i do have to say that's really awesome that they let uh like a a fan cosplayer create his out outfit that was super awesome. cool yeah yes, that is really cool. really cool um 
So they asked about his, did he foresee the response to the Yorha reaction? Um, he says, I think as we reveal more information about Shadowbringers, Yorha will begin to make more sense. Um, Saito-san and Yoko-san are being very careful to make sure it blends in with FF14. They don't want the FF14 community to reject it, and of course they want to leave something with you. But the 14 team feels the same way. We don't want to impose too much on the near community. Both sides of the collaboration want to make something that both communities will enjoy. We'll integrate that into the gameplay experience and create something unpredictable, so please look forward to it. I'm hoping that they bring in some like really, really dark storytelling and that the player base actually really loves it, and so that it tends to kind of darken the storytelling that they've been doing in 14. I mean, I'm feeling Yorha's going to be some kind of like Magitech in this world, though. It's going to be like the Empire can't use magic, so we're making intense android robots to beat everyone up instead. But didn't you hear Yoshi doesn't like that shit? I, yeah, I don't know. But like, I don't know how they're going to make it blend with 14. Like, They said they don't even have it down yet. Like, It's all in Yoko Taro's head, and they still got to like actually figure it out. Oh, really? They're going to yeah, introduce like... more characters in the 24-man raid, and then at the end of the raid, they're going to die. <laughs> That's how it's going to be dark yeah. and edgy. Yeah. So it's going to be delayed. Spoilers. Yeah. But I'm hoping everyone loves it so much that they start killing off some more characters in-game. <laughs> I want more death. No. Oh, yeah, we here's that question. To sit around a table once an expansion and nod her head. I mean, Avi, if you just want more death and destruction, just go raid with Nika for a few nights and you'll get tons of death. What? Hey, Aww. hey. Yeah, but I'm the one healing, so that won't Ugh. be fun for me. Hey, we're working on 12 now, okay? okay. Oh, good on you. Um, Proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Proud of me, too. Um, yeah, they said that Yoko-san <laughs> said the story wasn't... <laughs> So the story wasn't done, but what's the development status? He says, at the very least, I hear Yoko-san has a clear idea in his head of what he wants to do. Next is how we're going to introduce it to 14's lore. It'll be a back and forth between us till we reach a conclusion. Um, they asked about Saito-san and him being a producer, and he literally says, he probably doesn't think of himself as a producer. We don't really think of each other as producers. He just wants to do fun things, and producer is just his job title. <laughs> like, do you people take your job seriously? Like, Clearly not. <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're in the game industry, there is definitely some gray... gray gray areas where you, mean, you, the culture culture is probably a bit different right i mean and there are always those people out there where if they love their job they don't think of it i mean i mean that's true like he's saying here like he's open-minded and he lets if the director wants to do something you just trust your director the producers and directors should have faith in each other but like he's the producer and director in this game so like i feel like he interesting that he's giving that kind of feedback yoshida trusts himself <laughs> to do yeah. his job very nice of him um does anyone know like what the team of writers is like on a game like this like do they have like a writing room like a tv show would have or is it like one or two people usually based on what i know of western game studios for large games like this it's usually quite a few number of writers well remember there was an interview recently where they said that the, all of the writers put in their ideas for job quests and then they have a contest to see which one gets to be, actually be the ones that are put in the game. <laughs> so it sounds like Square, um, Squares is a little less so... formal. <laughs> like they yeah. like everyone gives their ideas and then we vote on the best ones. Like, oh, like okay. I know like the way, so I know Zenimax <laughs> is structured where they have a lore master who I think just actually left their game, but they had a lore master and they have a council of writers underneath him who have to adhere and check everything with him to make sure it's all in sync. And they also have meetings with Bethesda to make sure it doesn't hurt other ESO games. On Blizzard's side, they have a head creative writing team and quest design team that, and then a ton of writers that all have to kind of sync up and make sure that nothing's going to fall out of place. And then when they write a book that it's going to tie in with everything. So those are just two examples from Western companies where there's 
a large group of writers and designers and lore people all getting together to make sure everything's kind of in sync. I have no idea how Square handles that because honestly, they just don't talk about it. Like they, someone mm. someone would have to ask in a Q and A. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because I know like TV, you have a writing room, and then like you throw out ideas, and then like someone could have a great idea, and then all of a sudden, every some everyone contributes to that idea, and they flesh out that story. And then they work on to a next one. And I wonder if it's that collaborative or if I, I have no idea how much power Yoshi P has. If he's like, this is my idea, then we're just going to do it. And then he's, all the writers have to adhere to that. It, it The way Yoshida talks in interviews, at least the way I'm perceiving it, it seems like he's more of a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of kind of guy. Not so much a let's do the thing. This is my vision and implement it. I mean, I think he has a, a rough vision, but I think to his own point, he's been following the vision set up in 1.0 story-wise and just kind of tweaking it and enhancing it slightly along the way and then leaving the rest to his writers. Um, I'm sure he has a vision for the game in terms of how the game should function and how content should be added and how people should interact with the game and how they should do collaborations. But in terms of the, the direction, the specifics of the story or the specifics of a, a very specific quest line go, I don't know how involved he is. It's hard to tell. Because I feel like the stories in general are pretty short and obviously having to animate everything takes a long time too. But it seems like the stories are so short because I wonder if they were just like add people to their writing team if they could give us better stories and more side stories, which is what I would really want. I need something like in between the 24-man raids to keep me interested. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, three hours of MSQ isn't always enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> So is the Baldi pretty generous there. Come on. Is the Baldesian Arsenal the name of the public raid? Is that what it's called? What is the Baldesian Arsenal? Yeah, that's the it's the stupid uh, open world dungeon in Eureka. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Fifty six. Because they asked a couple questions about that, um, what the concept was behind it, and that they say that I left the game design up to Nakagawa, and he didn't really say much besides the concept because he himself. Nakagawa was a hardcore FF eleven veteran to the point you'd recognize his character name. So I guess if you played on the like I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> like such a popular FF11 player, because back then, like you knew who all the top players were. Unlike this game, like nobody has any popularity in this game at all. I feel like um, I feel like it's shifted. Like there are streamers that are popular in the game, as opposed to like oh, there's that player on my server who's super popular. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there wasn't really streaming back then, so it, it, I mean, it has changed. Um, it talked a little bit about how you get a warning before you go in because you can get kicked out right away when you level down and such like that. Um, uh, they said, let's talk about the trust system a little bit. He says, I can't really say much because the main battles join you. It's tied to the MSQ. Main NPCs join you in battle, so it's tied to the MSQ. He says, for example, who will join you right now? All of the Scions are KO'd, but thanks to the trailer, you know you'll be able to work with Thancred, Yastola, and Yurianjay. So it's not like trust in Eleven where you really can just call on anyone who's ever existed in all of time, and it's basically like an essence of them. This is literally like you're calling the characters. So he's basically saying, well, you know, these three guys are okay because it's tied to the storyline. Um, they're saying, I see a lot of speculations online about whether it's a Yishtola from a different timeline or if they went back in time, but I'm not going to say anything. At any rate, development was not delayed. I plan to do a thorough check in April. He loves seeing all the speculation throw out. Like, I think he like kind of feeds on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, so if he gets on on that uh on the speculation that means he has to know about that leak mm -hmm. yeah i i just want to know what he thinks about the leak of course he knows about it i mean yeah of course he does but then he said like, you guys should just speculate what the new job's going to be i wonder like 
I don't know. Because I wonder if they figured out who it was that leaked it. Because, like, it definitely was somebody on the inside. I hope he went all Tyrion and gave, like, different people different information and sees which one gets leaked. That would be awesome. Yeah. Doubt it, but awesome. You might do that next expansion. Because <laughs> um, this is the first, first leak that's actually been been leaked right that's why no. koji gets fired <laughs> no i don't i don't i don't think this is the first pretty sure we had leaks in oh uh, we've had Heaven's Ward. yeah but it's always been the same guy hasn't it or at least like, rumored to be but yeah i don't know i don't i'm not really counting the the samurai leak as a leak because that, that was, was data mine yeah yeah that was data mine that's that's a little bit different yeah but there was i'm pretty sure there was someone who said it before the data mine I'm trying to remember there there was something got leaked in heaven's word and i don't know if it was about stormblood or about the later patches of heaven's word but something was leaked and i it, it's escaping me i can't remember what but i don't think it was on this scale though i don't think anything has ever been as detailed I mean, as yeah this was extremely day. detailed and like everything's been entirely wasn't it yeah the entire omega finale was pretty yeah, much leaked yep. yeah and blue mage yeah, and, and that blue mage would come before the expansion, and like literally, it was very particular. Chat, chat says Yoshi P's the leak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you think it'd be smart though if something like that happened. I know it would take some effort, but to like make fake leaks at that point, you know, like throw more information out there so nobody knows what's true and what's not. Honestly, it's probably easier just to be like, who knows if it's real? Just ignore it. Well, that's easy. That's a lazy way to do it. But like to actually, yeah, if you but... actually care about surprising your fan base, you'd put a extra step of effort into. No, because then it might appear that they misled their fan base, and some people might even complain about that. So there's no no winning. People always complain. That's the problem. Yeah. There's... And plus, to like propose like a fake leak, they'd have to do that like two or three years in advance. They need to be just like the assians. So they're like, we can't. We can't respond about this tomorrow. That'd be ridiculous. Unless she <laughs> wants to write a letter. That could be quick. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, some people here, they were talking about FF11, and uh, Yoshi says he actually feels bad for FF11 because everything's still very closed off over there. Um, and that, like, nowadays with 14, we can say, you know, that's wrong in a live stream. But FF11's community is in a closed-off era, and the devs don't have the same level of communication with the players. He says, however, 11 is under my jurisdiction now, so I think I'm going to put some effort into getting the players excited for this public raid via the friend refrender and uh, I don't know what NA and NA as well. Um, he says, I've also been playing FF11 too these days. <laughs> He's playing on that uh, private server, like the Nosomi server. Yeah, just, oh my God. God, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. I playing it. It'd be I was hilarious. like, I should get back into that. It's like, how much, but like, I know 11's under his jurisdiction, but like, He's the producer and director of this game, so like him spending time playing Eleven, I feel like is a waste of his time right now. But unless hey, what he does as a hobby, time. yeah, yeah. What, what he does as a hobby is is fine. I mean, I guess if it's yeah, that's true. I mean, I find the fact that you're playing Final Fantasy fourteen and not just building study plans for our youth and our future <laughs> is really appalling, Nico. Or or is it the reverse? Is it the and also that... buy some more pencils? What right. the fuck are you doing with your life? I, I, honestly, Juxta, I'm I'm kind of reverse on that. I feel it's appalling that she's doing study plans for any kind of students when her main job is this podcast. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, I don't get paid enough for this podcast to say this is my main job. Sorry about <laughs> I was that. Hoping you're gonna like turn and be like, I'm. You're appalled that she's doing study plans when. She has no right trying to teach anyone anything about that, anything. No, I, because I Stripe's I, nice, I, unlike you. 
a nice nice uh, okay uh, you're slower. you're somewhat my friend to a point where i would hope you wouldn't make that mean of a, a thing somewhat my friend <laughs> to a point each adjective and phrase is just diving a little we are workplace associates <laughs> i don't feel so good hey, guys strife is more than a workplace associate at least i would hope so <laughs> we just made a right, no comment what is he <laughs> um Let's not a play friend this game. I thought you were my friend. Fine. You used to be. Oh, my God. I didn't say I wasn't. In my wow. raid group. Just and then you, you were putting you a wedge between, between whatever this is. You traitored my raid group and left to WoW. And that's. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you something live right now, Nika. Welcome to the Dr. Phil I podcast. Never, <laughs> I never actually left WoW. I sold my soul to Blizzard in 2006. And I'm that. still paying that off. I know. Well, that's actually so. funny that uh, you sold your soul to WoW. Because Final Fantasy right was now, the side chick. Right now, wow! Well, now I'm kind of in love. So I don't bunch know. Of souls off right now. You're a polygamist. I'm just saying I could juggle too. It's fine. Hell, I've even dabbled with ESO. Do I I, I'm dabbling in ESO right now, actually. Really? Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to juggle all three. It's not working out. Oh yeah. No. Like I, not. I lead a rating. Like I lead a rating guild in, in WoW. I'm trying to play more FF because I'm really excited about Shadowbringers. And then ESO, I tried to dabble in, and I'm like, I got no time. This is ridiculous. I go to school at night, so yeah, I don't have. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's hard. That's yeah, rough. Um, I'm a little interested in the next thing that he's saying because they're talking about the Tokyo Fan Fest and how, you know, Yoshi must be much more excited for it. Um, that apparently they're having 15,000 people at the Tokyo one. Um, and that's three times bigger than Europe, which is 4,500 people. It's our biggest Fan Fest yet. Okay, this just really confuses me because, like, Japan's thing has always been, like, it's super exclusive. Put in your name. Get picked from a lottery. And, like, maybe you can come. <laughs> Whereas, like, with NA, we're, like, we all want to come and you did not sell enough tickets. And here he's like, well, we're just going to let everyone in Japan come. And we're like, rent was cheaper I, for the or, venue. <laughs> or maybe it's just because, wow, it's a logistical nightmare to organize an overseas convention versus right maybe, here. Maybe, but the previous all... Japan fan fest have been smaller. Like, yeah, but aren't there fan fests like right next to their studio? Like, isn't it in Tokyo? Um, he's, I don't know. He says it's at the Makuhari mess halls. I don't yeah, know. Go, oh, go, yeah, go, I know that one. No, I'm just saying Google Square Enix. So I'm not sure where that's yeah. I've been to Square Enix headquarters before in Japan. What? I got Can to walk go through the, I got to walk through the lobby. It's a public space. I saw I saw like <laughs> I saw the So you weren't invited or anything. You weren't invited or anything. You were just like No, I just went. And I'm entitled to be here. I just went because I walked flex. by. There's a really cute picture there. of me in the sign outside. And then like, I walked in and I saw like the employees only. And there was like these two like nicely dressed women like sitting at the front desk. And I really wanted to just like creepily sit around and stalk people. But I didn't do that because that would have been a waste of my time. You know, you know what? This friend thing. Maybe you're right about it, Nika. Maybe we're not. <laughs> I mean, there was like the employee's door. It said like employees only. And so I was like, if I wait here long enough, I wonder if Yoshida will come out of that door. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. I didn't. So I didn't. Creepy. I'm not that creepy. But I was wondering. You know how many people work there? A lot. Probably thousands. Right, but all thousands of those people have to come out of those doors eventually. Or they go out the back door, <laughs> Nika. Don't you know Japanese culture? They work all night and barely sleep. Well, I was definitely in an elevator with people that worked there because they all had like Square Enix ID badges on, but I didn't know who any of them were. <laughs> they were probably just like, who's this crazy white girl? Anyway, he's saying it's like a <laughs> solo Tokyo game show. Uh, the stage is going to be unusual. When you arrive at the venue, you probably go, what? And laugh. I want the attendees to be impressed that a single game can do so much. He, hmm. Yeah, all those, uh, all those trips to other studios, conventions, I guess, are paying off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He says that Tokyo I mean, Fan Fest is going to have big reveals at it, but he doesn't want to have like too much. He's like, I'm going to stick to the main major topics. 
Um, he says the trust system will be difficult to understand without seeing it in action. So I don't know how detailed we're going to be about that. Um, yeah, he says, I've yet to write a single word for the keynote for the Tokyo Fan Fest. It's only all in my head right now. So anyway, we'll make sure that you're glad that you played FF14. If you're not able to get tickets, it'll be just as exciting to watch on Twitch. And the guests will be amazing, too. The end. I don't know. I, I mean, I he's really hyping to, this Tokyo Fan Fest. People remember this quote that the trust system will be difficult to understand without seeing it in action. Remember this quote because right now, I'm assuming that the trust system is just having three NPCs in a dungeon with you. So if it's anything more than that, then I guess I'll eat my words. But if it's anything less than that, then I'm going to eat Yoshi's words. <laughs> yeah, and, and Juxta eats a lot of words. Make no mistake. And I could eat a lot. Yeah. King of Raven says he's going to drop your uh, FC workshop. He's going to drop free to play. I don't think he's going to drop free to play. He's not going to drop free to play. No, I don't. They no. make way too much money off subs. Yeah. Why would you go free to play when you have 10 million people? When your collector's your editions sell out in one day when normally they don't sell out at all in six months proves something, I think. Sure. Just so people know, they don't actually have 10 to 14 million people playing. I just want to be no, clear. No, they definitely thing. don't. But they uh, definitely... I don't know. I believe I heard from the Yoshi's mouth itself that there is 10 to 14 Registered players. Play. Yeah. Registered to register, play. you know what you have to do? You have to play a game. You ever heard of active monthly users? You know, the real there metric? <laughs> that's but the number we want. I still feel... The number, that's the number no one's going to reveal for any game now. People <laughs> used to reveal that. Most companies stopped. Yeah. They didn't give I the wish number, they but they did say that they had more subscribers during Stormblood than at any other point. Okay. Nika, are we on just a weird fucking server? Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not seeing it. Maybe. Or is it because Stormblood has multiple hubs? Is that why? Because I felt like in Heaven's Word, everyone was in Idleshire, right? Yeah. It was just a yeah. place to be. Yeah. But in Stormblood, you could be in Ralgar's Reach, or you could, might be in Karagana. I feel like... Even well, in you Stormblood, can... you don't need to be in Ralgar's Reach as much as you needed to be in Idleshire. I agree. Right. That's what I mean. I feel like they've split up certain responsibilities into two or three zones, and I feel that's like maybe that's why. Because right. it is the Kugane and the, yeah, like. Right. So is that, why we're, is that why we're seeing less people, maybe? Maybe I there's actually so. just as many? No, you can you can see it in the queue system because in Heaven's Ward, like it took so long for you to get like a queue in like a dungeon or whatever. But mm -hmm. now in Stormblood, the queue times have dramatically decreased. So you get no, have they twenty four man raids or dungeons you, like as a DPS in like do, five do you have minutes. An ex example of a DPS queue before and after because I was tank in Heaven's Ward, so I don't have the perspective. Yeah, it was really uh, bad before, and now it's really good because <laughs> a million people play. No, I want right. to say for like an expert roulette as a DPS, it's always around 25 minutes. And I feel like still it's around 25 minutes. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like on that's Gilgamesh, which is on Aether, we're at around 15 minutes when I yeah, usually Yeah, we're on Aether also. T today, DPS queues uh, about an hour, two hours ago were 20 minutes because I was in a queue. Yeah. I feel uh, yeah, healer queues are about like 10 to 15 minutes for a Heal dungeon. For healer queues? Really? Healer queues are like instant. Most. Like, Should they be like five minutes? Well, I play in the morning. I only. get tank cues within three minutes. Usually. Go tanks, you bads. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Tanking is too hard. Um, so I have to stay alive. As we like tanking. wrap this episode up here, um, looking forward, do you think they'll announce anything for the eight man raids at Tokyo? Because it almost feels like. Yeah, he said. He said specifically that's when they plan to. to he specifically said that. 
are we i'm just he basically said wait for tokyo because we we ran into difficulties so we originally were going to show off the eight oh, man okay rate and it's still just going to be an eight-man raid it's not going to be any kind of different format it's going to be unless he announces Sable, something different in tokyo Sable. there's not enough details to. i don't know say. he says tokyo is going to be super exciting i don't know how much of that i believe I, again i feel like exciting to him isn't shaking up of the formula it's exciting to him is look at the new theme it's the same content, but look at this new theme. Okay, put it in a new but... dress. It's so pretty now. We added a pink flower. The question is, is it going to be new content lore slash lore, or is it going to be just more rehashing of old Final Fantasy games? For the eight Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Yes is the answer. Yes. Best answer. Yeah, yes. I don't... That, I mean that we never got our Final Fantasy seven fights, you know. I feel for like the remake, you know, guarantee you. Yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. way they're, they're not gonna, gonna, gonna have Cypher in the eight man. Maybe Cy Gunbreaker class has something, something to do with, with Cypher. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they can't after having an X Death and a Kefka fight, there's no way that they'll avoid a Sephiroth fight forever. Yeah, that's that will go. No, wait, wait a bit. I, I don't even know if we'll see that in Shadowbringers. That might be more of a whatever. You don't think so? Happens. Like, because oh, man, again, we're really, our, our player base is so small. Yeah, we got to pull out the big gun okay. and bring it back. You know? That's not optimistic. If I was optimistic, I'd be like, we're going to get it tomorrow. Ava, you might be onto something there, though. Oh, that no, they'll I'm wait, sorry. They'll I'm... wait till the player base starts dwindling, then they'll bring out uh -huh. Sephiroth. No, they've the got, Sephiroth got, like, fight is a things. bad thing. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, if we don't get it in Shadowbringers, then that would be a good thing. Sorry if that wasn't clear. <laughs> I think for the average fan, they actually want it as much as other people will be like, ugh. I'm kind of in the middle. Like I love the the fan throwbacks to other Final Fantasy games, but at the same time, it is always nice to have something that's new. So I don't know. Well, see, I like the kind of throwbacks like Evilise to a point where like they still make it part of the lore. Like yeah, X Death yeah. and Kefka were literally like, "There's another game. It's yeah, a fairy tale. I'm gonna bring that fairy tale character right. to life here." Like that, right. I didn't like that. That to me right. did not feel as genuine. Felt cheap. Yeah, like right. I, I like the, I like Crystal the Tower the way they did that because right. it was but, all part of the lore. Right, but like even like tactics, that's a place now. That's that's it, not they they really integrated that. Right. That it's is a, place a place in the Garlean Empire. Like it exists. Right. It is on the map. Yeah, it is, which I think is really cool. And so I'm hoping that however they integrate Yorha stuff, I mean I'm sure it will be just as as lore in you know in 14's lore as that was. So like I I'm like, but I just can't imagine that if they ever put Sephiroth in this game, it would be integrated in such a way or i don't know look all i know is that now that Final fantasy tactics and evilies is a thing in Final fantasy 14 all i want now is a calculator class <laughs> why yeah why it has to do the most damage but you have to do basic arithmetic <laughs> mid-fight we learned that that we can't do that as we a can't community. even figure we, out we, prime we, numbers we together i want my comp we have come class. together and decided we don't do prime numbers juxta or on that fight if people can do prime numbers they don't know how to run in a circle yeah. you know what i think the hardest part about that fight is people realizing the number in their like health bar mm -hmm. it's it's not that they can't figure out prime numbers like in terms of the circles on the grounds they don't realize they have to add it to or they're already standing in a number when it shows up, so then it's the wrong number to start with. I did that yesterday, oh. actually. I was like, oh, wait, yep. I thought I had it. Balls. Womp, womp. I thought they removed that fight from the game. No. I haven't done no. that fight. Like, still. People no. are farming, farming it. Yeah, I need to do it now, too, so I can get an upgrade for some armor, but yeah, I've just been run, lazy. You're on one of each Evilist raid. You get a coin for an upgrade. So 
Um, I see it was also here that there's an ultimate fight that was confirmed. What was that? What did they say about that? that the... mm, I haven't heard any new ultimate fight. Oh, yeah, they did confirm that there will be a new ultimate fight. It was in one of the interviews. I don't remember which one. But Just, not for this patch. Not for though. this patch. No, 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 no. no, for no, the no, next not, set not, of, okay. no, for, for Shadowbringers. It's kind for of weird that they didn't give an ultimate for this set, especially because there's such a long break now until the expansion and people would love to be doing the next ultimate. But They, they probably, because they planned it, you know, a year in advance, they're like, we don't know if people are going to like this. Let's not plan to have all three. Oh, maybe. Out. And by the time they go on to make whatever that third piece of content would have been, which I assume is more Eureka, they're probably just like, oh, sh shit, people like that. It would be good to have because even though a lot of people don't do it, it does create like a lot of buzz on Twitch. Like there's a lot of Twitch streamers that get a lot of traffic when the new ultimate raid is going on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, okay, well, you know what? Guess what? That's what AV is. That's the ultimate fight, except now you have to have 56 players Fighting. I mean, yeah, I lose. You lose all your XP because you can't raise. Boom. Ultimate, I mean, ultimate. Maybe. I'm curious how that will play out. Like, that's kind of one thing. Like, obviously, I'm really behind in Eureka, so I guess I won't get to see that pretty soon. But I'm curious if that is going to be something that is easily beaten or people are going to actually, you know, the original AV in 11 was not easy. Um, people still never figured out the real mechanics. They just kept, like, changing and, like, buffing and nerfing. The original AV was unbeatable. Yeah, it's the original AV was unbeatable. It's for the relic. It's going to be grindy. It's not going to be hard. I'm hoping that it takes, like, that the first groups that go in wipe, though, and that they don't win. Yes. Um, I hope so too. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, but that's any fight that comes out. I know. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't want to see um, the AV cleared within, you know, because I know people have to raise their level all the way, but, you know, how far that's going to take. But from when the first server or the first people get the public raid unlocked, I don't want to see it cleared within hours of that. I agree. Ravens. We're all nodding our head. I was like, yeah, oh, King, mean, King's I like, mean, given, <laughs> I gotta be honest though. The hardest content in this game generally gets cleared within a day. So. Yeah. King okay, Ravens yeah, is predicting within 10 hours of launch. Right? I don't know. I hope not. Ultimate fights took like a week, right? Oh, no, you're right. They yeah. took a week. Never mind. I was still thinking Savage. Yeah. The ultimate fights, the ultimate fights. Take savage isn't hard. Come on. You're right. Only a loser would still be trying to get yeah. eight or twelve, man. Right. Come on. Mm, yeah. Really? How far have you gotten, Juxta? I've beat them all. Oh, really? In his head, right here. It's head cannon. In normal mode or in savage mode? Well, see, I just used uh, a really cool technique that I found works for whenever I need to beat a really hard boss. Is what is I do for it? is I log out of the game when hey. it's about to do its really big attack and then... Oh my god, it, stop. This way is not an exploit. Yeah. In and then if, he, so and if you want to go really deep, he sometimes he just unsubs. That way there's no way to get back in to see if he failed. So it's kind of like Schrodinger's raid. Yeah, uh, He way. was trying to throw shade at me for FF11. That's that's what was happening there. Oh, why? Because you disconnected no, on your ATM? No, 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 no. Yeah. Because apparently when we first when my link shell was the world first to clear pandemonium warden our strategy was to have everybody log out during its astral flow so we wouldn't get hit by it and then log back in um <laughs> that's cheap and well the thing is though is that they cheap. they uh, yeah, yeah yeah it was cheap that's it was it, cheating it was that's but the thing is, is they recognized it as a valid strategy and posted our clear on the play online website well that's any other game that would have been considered yeah. a valid exploit and you would have been banned Yep. Any other game, you should have been you should have been banned. But I would have banned fair, you as a developer. We only cleared it that way twice. After that oh, second time, you did it more than once. Twice. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! The third the third time we killed it, we killed it legitimately, and we were still if the first ones to do that. Salvage duping. She would have duped the hell out of salvage. In fact, she might have been the duper. What? I never duped. 
that's actually her nickname. She was actually uh, Ground Zero Duper. What? Yeah. No, I wasn't. I never did a salvage dupes. It. I don't know. She admitted to me earlier she's an elite hacksaw, so this all makes sense. Uh, no, I said I'm I'm learning things about editing audio. That's the kind Which of makes hacker her a hacker. I am. Which is like duping. Yeah. Not at all, actually. Duping confirmed. What server Can link shell? Can her for me, please? <laughs> I was in apathy on the Done. Remora server, for those that are wondering. Okay, does anyone have any final thoughts on the EU FanFest? Did you get any more hype over the expansion, or are you still just kind of like... I felt it was really kind of lame. Yeah? Like, there wasn't that much stuff that was told. I mean, I, I guess maybe maybe I was spoiled because we already knew what the jobs were. Yeah, I think the big like thing was the job, but we kind of already knew it. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it was Minfilia. And like, like oh, I don't know. Too. Like, I like finding out primals, but pixies are kind of lame. So it's like, oh, a <laughs> pixie like, primal. They're pretty. Had those so so pretty far, though. so, so well, I, I like the whole Titania thing. I mean, at least, but, uh, at least that was new. We didn't have a hint for that. Right. Yeah. I, I think the one thing that was kind of like mysterious that I'm still trying to figure out is this whole Matoya Yashtola dilemma. That's like the yeah, one new mystery. Okay. I'm like, hmm. that's fair. Hmm. What are you? And then Yoshida going, Black Mage? Yeah, we get it, Yoshida. He's, she's a fucking Black Mage. Tell us okay. why. Yeah. yeah, but this just just really reeks of the Lady in Red way back in uh, the Stormblood. Uh, we thought she was a dancer. Where it's like, oh, maybe it's Yida. Red, yeah. But she doesn't have the tattoo. <laughs> oh, it's Yida. Yeah, because yeah, she used magic to hide Bad trombone Yeah, I feel like... I mean, it's cool because like they didn't technically give like a T-shirt hint for Gunbreaker, but we already knew like the trailer showed Thancred with a gunblade. So they're like, oh, look, we get two hints. Um, but, you know, they officially confirmed Viera and Gunbreaker. But otherwise, like other than showing that they gave the release date and they gave the collector's edition stuff, I feel like they yeah, they really didn't hint or announce much else at all. It was about the extended trailer and seeing those three people in it. And the Viera reveal. I think that was their big bah. Yeah, which, I mean, but we already knew that was coming. Yeah, and and the that fact that they didn't show, like, male Viera, I feel like that would have been a much bigger deal. Yes. It's actually even kind of worse because we already saw a Viera in the game yeah. with Fran. Yeah, we already saw a Viera, so it was already confirmed. So I feel like people who went to the EU FanFest got kind of screwed over on the hype. Like, maybe the stuff they were doing there was cool, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like... I think they when you're they there, got, though, they, when you see the announcements, you're just fucking I mean, hyped I, up. So. I mean, I know. Like, we were I all think, at the other... Well, not all of us I, were at the other one, but so, think, three of us were at the other one, and it definitely, like, just being there, there's a certain atmosphere and aura of hype, but I just feel yeah. like comparatively, from what they say the Tokyo one's going to be, and from what the American one was, I feel like the EU people kind of get the short end of the stick here. I feel like they're definitely... The, they, 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 trilogy. It's always the last one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But not only that, I mean, remember, at least two things were planned for EU that got canned. Oh, okay. Like they were supposed to release details on the raid, and they were supposed to talk a little bit about the battle system maintenance, and they both went out the window. Okay, well, so. that's not a point for EU FanFest. It's a point against it. No, I'm saying normally they probably would have done more. It is yeah, a well, they didn't. I know. I like just being a, in Paris is a point for them, though. Instead of Las I Vegas. Mean, I guess... It, because the EU in general is more artsy, I guess that's just what they get. Actually, that specifically, that was a point in interview. That that's why they had the Ayumi, the artist, on stage was because they felt EU was more artsy and they'd like that more than a battle planner or designer. But how many people actually 
I mean, I guess I don't I didn't really see the room during that panel. Like, were there actually a lot of people that sat and cared about that? Or was that just their assumption? I was just watching on Twitch. I didn't. Yeah. Really yeah. Room. I don't know. Um, Good point. I mean, that's true that they did announce the Your Hot 24 man, which we had did not even have a leak about. So actually, I was sleeping and then Saren woke me up and he goes, it was a near raid. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that's the first thing. You t- that's the first thing I heard about the fan fest. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? So like, I was. I mean, that was, I mean, pleasantly surprising for me since I really love Nier and I really love Yoko Taro and I'm really excited to see how that ties into 14. That's probably the thing I'm the most hyped about is that because um, I don't know if I'm going to switch to Viera. I don't know if I'm going to switch to Gunbreaker. I'm going to try them both and see, but the Yorha raid I am kind of excited about. I don't know. That's, I, but it still, it still doesn't feel like, I don't really feel like I'm coming out of this fan fest any more hype for the expansion than I was before. I'm actually like less so because thing. I didn't get a freaking collector's edition because they're sold out already. So it, it didn't somehow. disappoint me. The only thing that disappointed me was the live letter with basically nothing coming in 4.55. I mean, we're supposed yeah. to get Eureka and well, the store's not even till 4.56, right? Yeah. Both those things are balls. <laughs> yeah, it's rival, it's <laughs> like rival Wings, New Eureka is the only thing coming this Tuesday. Ugh. And that's four five five. Four five six is not gonna be until around the same time as the Japanese fan fest, I think right after. I mean, okay, so like obviously no one here is going to do oh actually I should ask. Of uh, Mr. Pete and uh Ms. Avi, are you guys do you guys do Eureka or no? I haven't finished Pyros. So I did Animos, I haven't finished Pyros. I'm in the same boat. But now that I'm finding out there's gonna be content locked behind it, which I hadn't realized, I'm like, oh dang it. I might at least go in and do my challenge log once a week, which is all I would be willing to do. Cause I I like was it, there was one day I think the last time I played it we were excited like yeah I get to play a game I finally have time I go to school a lot and stuff I was falling asleep by the time I was done I was like I don't want to play anymore I need to go do something else because I'm so bored yeah. and so tired and so over this that why do I want to do this to myself Yeah I did the right. first two I did Animos and what was the second one called Pyros No Pagos All right so I did Animos So you're still in Pagos Okay I did Animos and Pagos and completed both of those I'm in Pyros now and I only got like a couple levels up and I just like the logos actions confused the life out of me and I just like I can't even I can't anymore so that's as far as I got Supposedly logos actions were the thing that kind of saved it to an extent a lot of people I've been talking to are saying they actually started to like Eureka a little bit once they got into Pyros, because Logos Actions gave it more variety and more goals to look know, after. They confused me. Oh, like, yeah. So but... having uh, the sy- battle system change a little bit <gasps> in a new thing made, makes it more interesting. Hmm. Amazing. Funny how that works out. <laughs> I sure wish I could go and do uh, Logos Actions, but I'm still level four. Ooh. Four? I, actually, I think I'm seven, actually. I was going to say, I, even I got into Pagos. Oof. No, no. Like, <laughs> I played it. The very first day it came out, I convinced yeah, we went in the very that's first. not garbage all the way, maybe. And then I never touched it ever again. I got my t- my uh, dinosaur mount. And the I second? Like, I, want, I want my T-Rex mount. Ooh. I got that mount the second lockbox I ever opened. <laughs> I got the hairstyle from uh, Heaven on High. Oh, that was the first, nice. first, first lockbox. <laughs> did not sell it. Okay, we Why didn't have it. did not sell it? Because that was the hairstyle I voted for. Oh. And it finally came into game. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you could have got the money, and then like three months later, no use for gill in this game. Yeah, what am I gonna use the gill for? Yeah, that's true. I <sighs> just sit around the- four mil and never need it for anything. No, gill is very, very important in this game because then using gill, you can get your item level up after you've not played the game for like eight months. <laughs> or you marry a crafter. Uh, no, uh, that that's uh, doing uh, stuff that doesn't count. That's cheating. No, no, that's no. Cheating. 
He does stuff. Oh, I should have you guys oh, switched because you're pointing to Juxta on the screen. <laughs> I should okay. have you guys swapped on the that's, screen. That's, that's fair enough. I used to have a sugar mama and uh, I think she quit or something. So now I don't now I don't have a, a source of free gill anymore. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moment, moment of silence for... Rip, rip sugar mama. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I don't think we ever got any callers. You guys are lame. Um, nobody wants to call oh, in. We never really advertise or. Suggest- I did. Yeah, I the, did. One, the one time, Nico. The, the one time. time. The one time the I one did. Time. But people know they can call in. Like, let's be real. If everyone, they- everyone in the chat, except for maybe a couple people have been here before. They know. And if okay, not, well, you need, you need to they've heard an episode before. multiple times in a show. Nico. Okay, you're also a host. Why didn't you? Because I didn't want callers. <laughs> Oh, Lisa, um, somebody's talking about how expensive the melds are. Melds aren't expensive anymore because you can use Poetics to get those. So that's that's moot now, too. Um, what about consumables but, for me? They'll have to do content to get Poetics, Avi. That doesn't Not much. Sense. Yeah, but, I'm always kept on Poetics. Like, but just... If I'm AFKing in Ralgar's Reach, how am I supposed to just collect <laughs> My tomes passively. I, I, I have know. like sixty crack clusters. <laughs> I just like. Oh wow! Eventually, oh, they're cool. gonna give you scripts or tomes just for logging in. Yeah. This doesn't make hey, Nika. How do you do it? Because when I log in, you're just AFK for twenty four hours at a time. So like, how do you you get all your tomes? Who says I do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so need. Now we know why see, you're because... not past twelve. No, we I just started twelve once. No, what you, what you did is that because I raid, I am past like everything I need from tomes I already have. So anything I buy now would just be going to a secondary class. So, uh, once, so you're above the plebs. Once I get to that point where all my raid gear and tomes gear balance out, then I stop caring about capping tomes every week. And I hit that point a couple months ago. So right. I yeah, so I really don't. I think I've done Gimlet Dark twice. Yeah, maybe maybe three times. We didn't that get to Gimlet great. Dark until the third week. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I, I was too, I, I I was too busy that. playing Mahjong. He would not stop. <laughs> Mahjong is good, though. Okay, you know what? No, I'm actually really upset because I was, like, literally my next thought was going to be thanking Vegan Pete for keeping the Mahjong talk till <laughs> zero, and it just ruined it. <laughs> That's what I do. Ma- I mean, Mahjong is a good game. I haven't really dub- jumped into it in in fourteen, but I've played it in real life with people. I only did it. it to get the scroll because everyone was complaining about it being too hard. And then once I did it, I was like, okay, now I don't need to play this anymore. Are, I was going to say, are people on your server like wary of you when they see you at the table? Or they they go, ooh, no, it's. Well, they are, but mostly just because of my glamour. Oh God, what do you glamour? I don't want. I know. just have a green fro and a green subligar. Metallic green. That's it. With wow. gloves. You look, you look like a clown, you know that? He's Captain Broccoli is what I call him. Oh, I've Captain never broccoli. heard that before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would look like a broccoli with a green fro. That's broccoli, that's broccoli what a broccoli feet. looks like. Yeah, he's a Highlander. Feet. Like as buff as they get, Highlander with a giant green fro. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> now just I just got a pedigree nine racing chocobo, so now I'm wearing the chocobo head. Well, shit. Yes. Wait, I think I did chocobo racing. Oh, shit, that's a continence game. Twice or three times, maybe? <laughs> Holy shit. Square Enix forgot. I, comp- I was going to say. I did it like twice, yeah. I'm trying to get to that two million. See, I, I do triple try it. I play that. I try to collect the new cards every single time. There's like, cards in this game? I don't do that either. I sell them for MTP. I do I do triple try it. Definitely I'm that do. person like, oh, I just got the, the card from the newest raid. And I'm on stream. I'm like, people must hate me right now. Sell. Uh, you don't no, have to I would hate your you. collection first? Nope. Why? Because I right. don't play it. So why? But but what if I'd rather have stuff I can buy with the, the MGP. She'll never play it. Nope. Oh, I, mean, I really like people trying. It's fun. 
I always add the cards to my collection, then I sell all the others. And by sell, I, I mean sometimes I just discard. I don't need to collect things. I, don't... No. I collect dies so I can glamour my character. Numbers. Yeah, half her inventory is dies. <laughs> it's not half. That's not healthy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because it drives me nuts when you're trying to do a, a glamour um, and you have to leave to go get the die. And so I just want everything. If I just had a freaking person next to Glamour Dresser who could sell dyes to me, I wouldn't do that. Is that what happened when the Chocobo saddle came out? You just filled it with dyes? No, it's a retainer. Just like one tab on a retainer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how I treat my Chocobo saddle too. <laughs> Actually, my Chocobo saddle is filled with all the crafting materials because like oh, when I was low level, um, leveling low Did level stuff. Forget? Did Juxta forget there's a saddle <laughs> and there's like a huge amount more inventory space? Is that that <laughs> moment I just saw? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Breaking news Ooh, here wow. on LBR episode three. Uh, Juxta finds out there's more inventory space. <laughs> See, Peach just jealous because he actually crafts stuff in game. And so I have the inventory space to just keep dying there. I don't craft. I gather mm. stuff. I don't craft. So I have plenty of inventory space. Right. So. No, yeah. I did the Marie Kondo method and got rid of, bunch of, rid of a <laughs> bunch of stuff that didn't give me joy. Uh-huh. That's a good. That's I really need to do that before Shadowbringers launches. That's for sure. I'm yeah. getting really cramped on inventory, and I have three retainers. Yeah, collectors editions bring you joy. He's got five, five retainers, and you still don't have space. I don't have five retainers. I have five. I got four, bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh. I have seven. I mean, how many? Is how many are active? All so. my glamorous, and so now I can't, you know, change oh. how I look. That'd be Anyway, uh. <laughs> I think we're out of yeah. Yeah, I think right we're we're out of topics and we're get we're out of time as well. We so. haven't even talked about Lords of Verminion yet. <laughs> All right, you're banned. <laughs> you can stop shitting. There up wasn't our any new content though. announced for that, was there? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. no yeah. Hang a new okay. fan minion. Okay. is going to be added to Lords of Verminion. Oh God, we don't care. We don't care. Stop talking. All right. I'm glad our reputation for hating on Lords of Million has stayed intact. That's that great. is definitely stayed intact. Absolutely. That is uh, actually the 14 community's reputation is hating on Lords <laughs> of Vermillion. Who likes it? Except for Vegan Pete. Uh, I don't play that shit. Okay, good. Good. So oh, everyone here is God. in agreement. All right. Well, Chocobo Race, I will Mahjong. I will not. I have never Vermin. seen a single person say, I like Lords of Vermillion. I've seen people say, I, I've seen people I say do ironically. a month a week to get 10,000 MGP. But mm -hmm. nobody has ever said they like Lords of Vermeer. I think I would no, like it if it was a mobile now. if it was a mobile app that linked to my in-game minions that I could play like on my commute or something. That would be cool. Did you that. know you no. can even get more MGP now? It used to be three games for 10k. Now it's like five games for 12k. Oh. Okay, that's, we're that's, done. We're done here. We're no. we're ending the show now. Oh yeah. So this, so this yeah. We're we're, we're show, no stop. <laughs> let's do let's do like a proper thing. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Don't say bye yet. Stop that. Okay. Um. Thank you. You're not gonna let me See actually ya. properly outro the show, are you? No. I would yeah. like to give to special thanks for Avi and Vegan Pete for joining us today on our show. Um. Please let everybody know where they can find you if they want to hear more of you amazing people. Well, thank you for having us. And if you want to check out our podcast, we do it live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash tank every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have a really great community on Discord. So if you go to our Twitch panel, you'll be able to find that information. And you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Everything's at tank. And uh, thank you so much, Nika and Jexta and Strife for hanging out with us today. And we also stream on Twitch regularly. We have a schedule. 
uh, where we actually have a fun husband oh, maybe wife. We should do something like that. Uh, oh, a schedule. <laughs> we yeah, a schedule. So huh. Every Tuesday at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Pete does his with his raid group. Wednesday, we have a dual stream up, so you can actually see both of us on the same stream, husband and wife thing. I don't know. That's cute. Um, I wish my husband <laughs> would stream with me. It's fun. He's side-eyeing <laughs> me so hard right now. <laughs> and on oh, Friday, it's the after, for me. Fridays after the podcast, I actually partner with another streamer, uh, Hyper Pixie Gaming, who plays Elder Scrolls Online. Oh. And we switch every week where we're doing Greenleaf streaming, where one week she plays Final Fantasy XIV and I teach her how to play. And then the next week we play ESO and she teaches oh, me. Oh, that's cute. I like that. It's really fun. There's oh, a lot that of reminds me. Happens. We can't end the show without having a Greenleaf Minute. Take it away, Abby. <laughs> Greenleaf minute. <laughs> That's it. All you want song? Oh no no, we got to go. Now I go into my twenty-minute explanation of how to play mahjong. <laughs> no no, that's not going to be our greenleaf. Nope. I'm actually not, not a minute. That's specifically not a minute. That is specifically greenleaf not a minute. minute. You can create a character on a new server, and as long as you pick a zone close to the housing area you want to go to, you can run in there and go visit someone's house. Yeah, we figured that out today. Actually, you don't need to do a quest. You can actually <laughs> come in and see. That's why we have all five of us that are here on the stream are actually in studio this time. It's pretty cool. We all learned that today. That we was did. Great. Oh, who th who well, knew we, we had a Greenleaf Minute to explain on the show? Thank you, everybody, for being here. I really appreciate it. Everyone, remember, you can follow Limit Break Radio on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch. Please uh, hit that follow. We are actually pretty low on subs, we figured out. We've lost quite a few subs since uh, the Checkpoint Limit Break Radio split. I wonder um, if there's a correlation. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I, well, maybe because I'm pretty sure a lot of people just watch Checkpoint, but that's okay. Um, I thank everybody who's still subbing to this channel. Y'all are the true MVPs. Um, please make sure you follow Limit Break Radio in RSS feeds. I promise I will be much better about getting this episode out in a timely manner, unlike the last one, which was set to come out in 2018, which is why it didn't come out on time. So it will hopefully be out properly this time so once again thank you everybody for being here for my co-host Strife and Dexa and our special guest Avi and Vegan Pete of She Heals I Tank I'm Nika thank you for listening get Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Limit Break Radio LLC. This episode is produced by Juxtaposition and Strife Lightshade. Final Fantasy XIV and Aorzia are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening music in this episode is by Hinkeek and Ahimitsu. Find more of their music at SoundCloud.com slash Hinkeek and SoundCloud.com slash A-Himitsu. Closing music in this episode by Xtan. Find more of their music at SoundCloud.com slash XtanDNB. Both tracks are provided for free under a Creative Commons license by Free Music House. Find more copyright-free music at YouTube.com slash Free Music House. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by the generous Twitch subscribers at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.